Welcome to the Joy of Geek podcast. We are doing another film review, this time for It Just Came Out, and uh, uh, it's a huge Marvel movie. Uh, you can probably guess we're talking about Captain America Civil War, although really it should have just been called Avengers Civil War. <laughs> no, it shouldn't. No, that's, <laughs> that's that's, we'll be discussing that. However, but... however, bringing up some uh, controversy right now. Um, but uh, but yeah, so we're going to be talking about all about Civil War. It looks like Jordan... Uh, and Kevin uh, are uh, really enjoyed it. Yes, absolutely. I would say so. Yes, we'll obviously get into more of that. I'm a little bit more um, um, middle ground on it, but it'll make for a really good conversation. So I'm excited about that. Uh, and we're also going to start off with news, right, Jordan? Yeah, we got a few news stories we're going to cover. Um, just just a few things. It's starting to be summer's a big time for movies, so we'll have a few more of these throughout the summer probably because it's always nice to talk about movies. Um, and I would like to think our, our Batman and Star Wars reviews have been really good episodes. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I think um, they came out really well. And you know, um, man, the, the previews in front of Civil War were freaking phenomenal, at least on my end. Watching Doctor Strange on the big screen, the preview, yeah, yeah, I was just like, wow, that looks fucking good. And hearing, and hearing, I don't think I've ever heard uh, Cumberbatch speak with an English accent. I mean, an American accent. American. Maybe I have. But I don't remember it, and it sounded funny. I was like, wow, that's what he sounds like. But anyway, I'm pumped to see that. There's Rogue One that I, it was in front of mine. I know you said mm-hmm. you didn't have it in front of yours. Yeah, that was weird. But uh, That is weird. Well, yeah. And then we had Apocalypse. Sure. And, that, and I didn't even get Suicide Squad in front of mine, but that would be cool to see. Right. But anyway, there's a lot of great um, geek-related, comic book-related, awesome movie things. Um, Comic-Con's not far away, so true. we'll be getting more news then. Lots, lots, lots of big news. But anyway, uh, first, I think we should introduce ourselves. Uh, so I am Rich Lapore, Jordan Alseka, Kevin Schaefer, and uh, without any further ado, Jordan, why don't you lead us on the news? Let's talk about uh, movie slash geek news. All right, well we're gonna we're gonna ease through from from non Marvel into just a full on Marvel gasm because there's a lot of Marvel news. There's always Marvel news. There's about you know fifteen hundred Marvel projects in development about, at any yeah. given time. Some so right. I'm excited to hear this. Some of the news you mentioned to me like a little uh, spoiler before the episode, and I was like, wow, is that true? So I'm, I'm interested in exploring. Yeah. Uh, but first up, we have a few different uh, news stories for sure. other movies. Um, we don't really have... You know, we were thinking about it. We don't really... Dedicated movie news podcast isn't something... It's not a priority, I would say, for us, just because we like talking about comic news. We like talking about video games, but uh, and we like talking about TV, but usually we're doing film reviews. But we want to fit in the news where we can, sure. uh, if not necessarily a full movie-dedicated episode. It'll probably get conglomerated in things like, we'll do a San Diego Comic-Con episode, probably, for sure. no doubt. For sure. Or, uh, and that's obviously a compilation of movie news, some tiny bit of video game news, and uh, obviously comic books. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna let Kevin and TV lead. actually. What am I saying? Yeah, everything. It's really, everything. Really. It's multimedia uh, fest. Um, I'm gonna let Kevin lead with the first one because right. Young Han Solo was cast. Young Han Solo was cast. We have now. Do you know how to pronounce his last name? It's all. No, that's, why pa- that's why I was pat. Orin Reich. Get okay. to you. Orin Reich. Sorry, I'm. I'm you know, horrible. Rich okay. knows. Orin Reich. What's his first name? Alden. Alden. Alden Orin Reich. Alden Orin Reich. Okay. I know him from Hail Caesar, and um, you saw Hail Caesar. Yes, you were fantastic. the guy. It's fantastic. You were the guy yes. who went. <laughs> yes. Uh, nobody watches. Nobody go goes see to... Hail Caesar, people. If, that, if, that, wow. if you hear nothing else, booming go see today. Hail Caesar. You are booming today, buddy. Go, All right, cool. Go see Hail Caesar. Okay. Um, so <laughs> he's got the booming voice to mod option turned on. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Um. So yes, he was cast. The this was on Thursday as the young Han Solo. Um. This has been a topic of discussion for a while now. Um, so... 2018, I mean, right? 2018? Uh, yes. Not that so, far off. No, it isn't. Think about how long we waited we've for got, BBS. Right, because we've got, uh, I mean, we've got Rogue One this year will be the first spinoff film, and then Episode Eight, and then Han Solo, Young Holland Solo is the second um, spinoff film. And so, 
yeah, we have this. This is a big casting news. Um, and what do you think? Uh, my initial take: I'm very excited because I'm really glad they went with a relative unknown, and this is the strategy that Star Wars has done from its since its conception. I mean, Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, and Carrie Fisher were all relative unknowns. Should have been Shia. Should have been Shia. I'm not famous. Oh, the buff man. No, <laughs> no. Gosh, I'm just no. kidding. I know you are. And it should still. not have been. My, I'm so glad it wasn't Miles Teller either, because like I like Miles. Teller. Well, I like Miles is just too ubiquitous. I'm cool. Everyone. He just plays but, knobs all the time. He plays and knobs, he's... and he said that like it, oh, wait, when, F4? No. no, when <laughs> well, was, he was very uh, high. He. I don't know. He he just knobish. Knobish. Okay. He's when, good in uh twenty one and over. And I hear he's really good in that drum one. What were we saying? When he went, Teller went to his audition. He hadn't even seen Star Wars. Like, who does that? Like, who, how like, did that? Here, I got a better question. I got a better question. How did that news get out? <laughs> you know I, I, I don't mean? know. Well, he probably said it in an interview or something. Well, he's know. an idiot if he, he did. Is. It's the yes, last I thing know. you do. That's right. one of the most avid, rabid fan bases. Right, right. So I'm glad that they went with someone sort of out of left field, unknown. Okay, so leave and... that part of it aside. Leave, leave like the generic, it could have been anybody as long as they weren't fam- weren't, right, weren't right. super famous part. And let's talk about his face. His face. His voice. I think it works because, like, I mean, granted, Hell Caesar is the only thing... There's one um, other that I remember. That he's in. I'll look it up in a second. Yeah. Um, or actually, Jordan, can you look up that while I'm talking? Look up um, what? His other his, yeah. yeah. There's another big one. Okay. But I so, I mean, I think he looks the part. Doesn't he I mean, play like a, a, a dim a dim character? He plays like Hale? a dim-witted actor in Hail Caesar. Okay. Um, and, Which is very different. And he, yeah, no, he, and he has a really comical scene with Ray Fiennes in it, and it's really great. He's in beautiful, um, uh, beautiful creatures. Yeah, that's okay. not the one I'm thinking Stoker. of. Not the one something okay. of. There's a Blue there's a, Jasmine. That's the yeah. one they always saw. Uh, that's right. Okay, that's yeah. the one they always saw with Blanchett. So, I mean, that's right off the bat. That's two artsy films that um, he's been in. Hail Caesar. Blue I don't know if we could call the Coen Brothers artsy anymore, but. I disagree. You call it artsy? Dude, they've been making those movies Brothers? their whole lives. I know that, but like Art they, House, really? I don't know. It, I think indie a, film, and those movies have big budgets now, but I hear you. But yeah, okay. I hear you. They have their own style still. You're right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he looks the part. He can definitely pull off, because especially they're going very young, and I mean, they're like in the twenties, and I think he's got the uh, fit for it. Um, you know, like I granted, it's hard to judge because I've only seen him really yeah. that, and um, I'm trying to remember his it's voice like, much. It, it's like seeing Tom Holland. I won't go into details, but it's exactly. like seeing Tom Holland as Spider Man. It's like when you first start seeing him, it's and he like did wait. Great. Well, I, we'll get to that, yeah, but, get but, to that, but yeah. I was just saying, like, you look at him and it's like, what's he going to come out with? Sure, I have sure, no sure. idea. Even if I've seen him in something else, I have and, no idea what his Spider-Man is going to be like. Well, that's the thing. I like that they went with that direction, because if you pick someone like Chris Pratt, we've already seen him a million times, and we're going to be speculating on oh, that nonstop. Oh, boy, but somehow, Whereas... <laughs> somehow I kind of want to see that movie. Yeah, I yeah, no, I kind of no, do. No. I kind of want to see that. I would. No, be, no. Here's what I would have said. Two things I would have said if that had been the announcement. God damn it, he's in everything. And then... Ooh, that sounds kind of nice. I don't think I don't think Chris Pratt wants to play Star Lord in two franchises. Yeah, really. That's yeah. essentially what that would be. I thought it was overkill for him to play the dude from Jurassic World. I was like, wow, yeah, dude! Like you're yeah. in the two biggest budget movies of the year, right? Right. Or well, they, of, yeah, like, they year, year after year, but yeah, two yeah, of them. yeah, back to back. Um, um, so I really like the choice, and I mean, of course, I'm excited about Phil Lord and Chris Miller directing. Um, you know, I've said it before that I have my like. I mean, Rogue One looks really great. Um, I. It does concern me a little bit that Star Wars is turning into an MCU. I knew it was kind of inevitable once Disney bought it, but just because I want Star Wars to be more of an event and to 
be that special well, I think experience. You're absolutely right, and, it, and there's no question it's gonna yeah. that you're gonna lose some of that. You just right, are right. It, yeah. Like the, it's the difference between. I mean, you, maybe for you, Jordan, you're just as excited when you see a Cap Civil War, but you know, for I think for a lot of people. It's, like, hey, it's not Marvel right. It's not like Avengers when the first Avengers came out. How impactful hype, and amazing yeah. the hype was for that. I think even Age of Ultron, there, just even Age of Ultron, for example, it didn't have there. the same. Just, it'll be there, yeah. but but not on the level that it yeah. was when Avengers came out. Right, the original because right, it was right. so new. And right. I, actually, when we get to talk about the new movie, a lot of the newest stuff is the stuff I like the best. Right. But 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 yeah, going forward, um, you know, the Star Wars franchise. I'm excited that we're getting more content because there's been such a dearth. Like has, we've had yeah. we've had years and years and years of superhero movies now, so it's it's, it's we've not, not had years and years and years of Star Wars movies, not ever, right? You know, well, and like um, Mark Miller has talked about this, and he's just his latest comic called Empress. Um, it's a space opera about this. Wow, Miller. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a space S- thief <laughs> stealing from stealing Vaughn's thunder. He's like, well, that saga book's selling really well. Yeah. I don't know, man. Well, this one, but this one is a light, is a kids-oriented one. Oh, okay. Oh, my one, bad. No, Saga, Saga is super much it. No, Empress is about a warlord's wife who um, escapes from his wrath and runs with her kids. Sounds so. kid. Oh, okay. There runs are kids. kids no, it. it's like, I mean, not like it, but it's more, it's action-adventure-oriented. Right. It's not like dark, but Miller has got, that's, I mean, that's a topic for another yeah. like, He's gone way more light-hearted and like cool. just space adventure kind of stories. In recent years, so oh, um, speaking like, of speaking, like Starlight, yeah. speaking of that, I don't think this is a news that we were planning on covering, um, but a little inter- interjection here. What do you guys think of the suggestion that Kingsman is going to have Firth back? Did you see that? I'm trying to. Think about so that. here's what it is. Here's what it is. It said there was a tweet made by Taron, whatever his name is, the guy who's Taron. No, yeah, Iker. Edgerton. Edgerton. Yeah. Who am I thinking? Taron Killam's on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. But anyway, there's there's a there's a thing. It's like the it's like the glasses from Colin Firth mm. and Taron Killam like like tweeted this image. It's, it's like a spoiler image or a, or a promotional image, and it says um, when Kingsman comes out, what's old is back, or or uh, mm. old friends come to pay a visit. Okay. And then it has fucking Colin Firth's glasses sitting on a big white background. That'd be cool. I mean, that'd be cool, right? I would. What do you oh, think, Jordan, if, if they found a way to, like, res him? I don't know. I don't... I, that would be cool. I liked him. He was a very good are. part of that movie, but, you know, he got shot in the face. He could be an AI construct because it's Kingsman, and maybe they yeah, do they that. Yeah, they do whatever they want. Uh, yeah. Who knows? I think they're gonna... I think they're just gonna say he didn't really die. He had to go under for some, like, stealth reason. Right, right. Sure, right. why not? I, it, it's whatever. I feel yeah. like... Because he knew there was corruption in Kingsman organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to lay low for a while. I mean, you right, know how right. movies are. I feel sure, like sure. Edgerton could have held his own on, a, like, being the main... I mean, he kind of already is. Well, he's I mean, the star, he, but... And he's really, like... I mean, he, he's getting... He's really stepping up. And he, sure, he's sure. In that, and he was another contender movie. for Han Solo, too. Oh, okay. I could have gone with that. Yeah, yeah. But so, um, so back to Han Solo, like, I mean, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to... I'm glad they went with the Relative Unknown, so we don't... I'm glad that we don't have a lot to go on, and... That built that takes some of the pressure away. Do we know from, what kind of movie it's going to be? You mean like is it like a totally? swash? Is it going to be like like? Guardians? I think more. Is, I'm thinking along those lines. I mean, all the spinoff movies are going to be non Jedi Sith focused and starting their own. But I mean, it's a Han Solo movie. It's going to be set before um, he becomes Captain of the Falcon. So it's going to be. But I mean, oh, I you've mean, heard that as an absolute like blanket policy or a blanket sure. idea that they're going to be non Jedi Sith. Oh yeah, I mean, like, I mean, because I mean, in Rogue it, but, One, well, you see her dressed up as a, a. Well, yeah, but like, I mean, the focus in Rogue One is essentially a war movie 
about it, about the early days of the rebellion. Like, I mean, yeah, there will be Jedi instead here, there, but like, it's no, that's not, what I mean. Is that the, no? Because no, you're right. Because both movies are, are it looks like non Jedi. Oh yeah, no, that's that's very much intentional. I didn't realize that. that yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I should have sure, realized sure. it, but I just no worries, no worries. Yeah. So, and that, that's the other thing. It does diversify the genres that way because Rogue One's gonna be more like war, kind of, you know, like a little more hard edged. On Solo is actually gonna be more fun, swashbuckler. Um, adventure type smuggler story. What do you guys think of the fact that uh, spoilers to anybody who hasn't seen Star Wars, but if you listen to this podcast on the Joy of Geek and you haven't seen The Force Awakens, uh, like I'm sorry. Yeah, how, who I'm are sorry you? if that happened. Um, Han Solo's death, and then going back and having a right. Han Solo movie. Do you think that was okay? I guess there's two ways to look at it, right? So like his death was kind of inevitable because they wanted this cyclical yeah. aspect and they really needed to like motivate things moving into episode right, eight. Right. And, and also it just gives a really good climax. A lot of reasons. And really to make you hate the bad guy and all that. But aside from that, do you think like this movie coming out, it's like, well, now there's no Han Solo in the main series, but Han Solo is like one of the three most famous characters in the movies, if not number two. Um, so we need to have him in something. Or do you think it's just like Han Solo would just be a great movie whether or not he died? What do you think? Eh, a little of both, but I, I mean, I think when the anthology films were developed, I think a Han Solo movie was inevitable. That was just, I mean, that's just... Regardless kind of, of whether his that's character... That's I mean, like, out of, I mean, you're turning... When you turn to the most, okay, who are the characters we definitely want to see have their own movie? Han Solo, Obi-Wan are the, kind yeah. of, are the ones that pop up right away. So Zero I mean, the Hut. Zero the Hut. Right, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean... Jar Jar, um, you know, all that, yeah. George um, rolling his eyes at my Zero the Hut reference. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm Zero the Hut. Every time. I love Zero. <laughs> Zero um, rules. But as far as, like, the timing, I mean, yeah, there's some element of there, because, I mean, it's all, I mean, you can see it in the comics and all the, the extended universe is being very meticulously plotted and thought out, because it's all connected, all the comics, the novels, the video Genius. games. And the movies are all taking place in and the it's certain, same continuity. It seems like you and I know I have. I don't know about you, Jordan. Have gotten a lot softer on the idea of they they they, they made everything old, not real, not real. Anything old, expanded universe is gone. Now that we see like how deep they're going in on all the like, trying well, that's to, like expanding, it wouldn't yeah. have been possible. Right, I mean, right. they couldn't have done like think about all the intricacies of tying all these different media mm-hmm. together now with the extra baggage of the old expanded universe. I mean, it wouldn't have been possible. I mean, I think they've done pretty well with the new experience because they have put out a lot of content just in the last year. I mean, you think about, let's see, I'm trying to count all the comics. So we have the main Star Wars series, the Vader. Uh, Let's say 10, 12. Shattered Empire. 10, 12 series. Obi-Wan and Anakin, um, plus all the books and and everything. So, yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, even though the old universe is no longer canon, it still has a place. I mean, there they you can still get uh, find that content. You can still. I mean, you can oh still no 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 totally. Stories. But a lot of people were sore when they heard. Yeah, that. I know. Yeah, and I understand that. But I think it was the right move in order to establish a clear single continuity, and they because that's helped increase their sales. It's helped bring in a lot of newer fans, newer readers um, to the extended universe, and so I think it was a good move overall. I'm glad to see like. I was skeptical about first, but now seeing what it's produced, I think that it was the right move. So, okay, last um, last question, because I know we're going way long on Star no Wars worries. stuff, but last question. Would you, you're, you're worried about the fact that we're getting like an, an overindulgence and they're not special yeah, anymore, but hold on. Uh-huh. Would you prefer that or would, or and only have episode seven, eight, and nine, or would you prefer to have all these movies? 
I mean, if you I, had I to know. make the choice, knowing Han's coming, right? You know, all that cool stuff. Like, what would you um, choose? Um, you know, I'm making I, it hard for him. My preference would still be for all this the extended universe content to be kept to these other mediums. You know, books, comics, wow. video games. No, That's yeah. hard line. I, I know it is, and I mean, I, I, I respect people it. are going to shun me for that. But I like, respect but, it. I mean, and I mean, but it's just a, because of the, that reason. Like, I like the special cinematic experience of it. Um, and plus, all the best ideas can be contained. In, in, yeah, in, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, I don't mind at all that the movies are coming out. You know, I'm going to see them. Um, but... Are you sure? That no, uh, no uh, strike. <laughs> no, no expanded universe movie strike from Kevin. Imagine uh, Rogue One like, comes out and you don't go. Imagine. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> that, I mean, so I'm still going to see them. It's just like I just think it would just for future's sake. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I don't want Star Wars to be this thing where, like, oh, there's a new Star Wars movie coming out next week. Woohoo. Or, or to, the same thing to happen, like, whenever I mention Doctor Strange and Jordan's like, yeah, I guess I'm excited. That's, That's not <laughs> because it's a Marvel movie. That's because it's Cumberbatch. And I'm not the He's biggest like, fan yeah, of him. Doctor yeah. Strange. It's like the one Marvel thing I can mention that doesn't get you pumped. So, yeah, Punisher. It's one of those... Oh, that too. That's true. And it's one of those things, like, I'm not going to boycott at all. Like, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to them, but I just think it would have been better. But. It's still a cool. I mean, I'm glad that they've chosen to select good directors for it. They've chosen to diversify the content and give different genres. Um, and especially Rogue One, I'm excited about because that's a new story like that hasn't been done before. Han Solo origins have been done before in the old extended universe, the- um, and so that's where they have to. It'll be takes work to be really creative there, but I mean, yeah. I'm of the mind, I haven't really said much, such as my Star Wars involvement, but uh, I'm going to run through all of them. As far as all the... Whatever goes... Aaron uh, Reich. Aaron Reich. I am... uh, My only thought on him is that every time I saw the Hell Caesars trailers, I thought that was uh, Sebastian Stan from... He does look like Sebastian Stan. That's kind of crazy. That was always my takeaway. I haven't seen Hell Caesar yet. I haven't really seen anything. Um, As far as the other movies, I... I like them because you, if, if you only had the main episodes, you would only ever get movies about Jedi. True. And this gives movies yeah. that are not that's about Jedi. Point. No, that's a good um, point. And the, there is the fact that Rogue One in that single trailer has me more excited than I ever was to see Episode 7. So, okay. Like, that that's is, I honestly think... What was it that's about that trailer that makes you... Because not me. Yeah, no, not at all. But what, is it, for, what it, is it for you that does that? Jyn or so. She looks... Like one of the greatest. I mean, with just a few lines in that trailer, she just looks amazing. Awesome. And What's I'm her super name? Super excited. Jin Urso. Urso, I believe. Yeah. Um, My biggest fanboy moment of that was seeing a young Mon Mothma. Yeah, and yeah. again, I'm not I super have to connected. Say, who's that? Yeah, I know she's Mon Mothma. I did like the founder of the rebellion. She's um, in. Uh, she's the lady in the white robe, and her first appearance she, is in Return. She's of the, the only other woman in the galaxy. In pretty the original trilogy. In the original oh, wow. trilogy, yeah, pretty much. Wow, yeah. I feel bad. But. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm excited for those other movies. Well, not the Han Solo one, honestly, just because... That's the Like, I mean, I like the creative pair behind it, because it's the Lord of the Oh, Lord, I'm pumped. So. Yeah. I'm pumped. You are or you aren't? You aren't. Not oh, just I'm because, pumped. I don't know, I feel like it's there to be, here's Han Solo as opposed I, uh, to, here's an idea for a Star Wars movie. Well, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. I mean, may, maybe you're right, but... Maybe every director has a Han... Well, not every director, but maybe there are a bunch yeah, of directors like who's like, like, I have like, a Han Solo. I want Solo. to tell my Han Solo right, story, right. kind of like you and your Spider-Man story. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I, I'm really excited about it because I just love I love a swashbuckling um, 
uh, you know, I like swashbuckling sure. stories, period, but sure, especially sure. swashbuckling space opera stories sure, sure. are, like, for my, my fave. My, yeah. my bigger worry would be, and I agree that about saturation, I mean, granted, I'm extremely happy that next year is the first year with three MCU films in it. That's a thing, yeah. I'm yeah, super yeah, excited about yeah. that, but... Uh, when you have a cast that looks as good as the Rogue One cast does, yeah. and I'm already going, I want a trilogy of her. Right. And when you cast Young Han Solo for one movie, you know, the idea is maybe in four or five years there's going to be two, three Star Wars films a year. I can't believe Generous has made that much of an impact on you with, like you said, She's a huge, made a huge impact on, like, the internet. She blo- she's blown up. Really? Yeah. She, she, anyway. No, that's interesting stuff. <laughs> yeah. It is, yeah. That's interesting. <coughs> I mean, what what resonates, what doesn't. Like, when I see her, she doesn't resonate with me at, like to the extent that she is with you and, and, apparently, <coughs> and apparently the internet. I see her, I think she looks like a really good, strong female character. That makes me very happy. Um, but I, I just, she, as a person, I wasn't, I, mean, I don't know. I haven't seen enough yet. You know? Right, right. <laughs> I, but I was fair. surprised at how, like, much excitement that teaser generated. I don't know if it was just because coming off the hype of episode seven or whatever because it was good it was like i mean it was a good teaser but like i was just surprised at how much people because i I mean i know a lot of people uh, in main like non-nerds didn't know there were spin-off films coming and i had to explain that to them uh, yeah a lot of the excitement also i know about that trailer was like a lot of people weren't i know i wasn't i knew and other people weren't expecting it yet and it just dropped. And yeah, it was like, yeah. Holy yeah. shit! Right, like this is happening. Right, right, right. I mean, this is this is it's, it's, it's never been before. Right, right. That's I mean, you know, it's anyway. Only seven more months. There is. It's crazy. There is one more Star Wars story that I wanted to uh, tell that I thought of when we were doing this, and I actually saw this news the other day, and, and then watched the video of it. So, as many people know, um, Lynn Miranda, Lynn Manuel Miranda, Lynn Manuel Miranda sure. of uh, In the Heights, and then most recently. Uh, uh, Pulitzer fame for uh, for 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 uh, Hamilton. Hamilton yeah. um, he was, you know, they had those. The, the story goes that he and um, what's the, oh my JJ. God, JJ, thank yeah. you, JJ Abrams uh, was at his show and in the right. intermission, Lin Manuel goes up to JJ. He's like, "Hey, by the way, if you need somebody to to score your uh, new cantina scene, you know, I, not even knowing oh, yeah. there was a cantina scene, right, right, I'm your guy." And JJ says, "Oh my God, you were kidding, but like we have a cantina scene and we need it scored. Yeah. What's up?" <laughs> so they, so together. they wrote it together. Yeah. It's called Jabba. Jabba, I don't remember the name. Jabba Jive, or no, it's not Jabba Jive, Jabba Flow. Okay. And it's like, hey, Jabba Jabba, hey, Jabba, Jabba. It's, it's I cool. remember it, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, cool, yeah. and it really sounds great. I even played it, and my mom was like, wow, that sounds like a cantina. And I was like, yeah, awesome. My mom said that. She didn't <laughs> watch those movies. That's awesome. but, but anyway, it's, it's just really good at being like, Understated, you know, when you're yeah, really confident yeah. in your skills, yeah. you don't have to write like the quintessential song. You have to write a song that's like authentic and like works and in the setting. The song's really good. He's it very is. talented. Emmanuel's a freaking oh, genius, man, yeah. and he's a workhorse. But anyway, he and JJ this past week that they released for the first time wasn't on the soundtrack yep. for whatever copyright reasons yeah, or maybe just yeah. promotional reasons. They saved it, and it had a huge launch this past week on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. not YouTube on iTunes, so you can buy it for like a dollar fifty now right, right. for the first time ever and hear the full song for the first time yeah and he and jj to celebrate this news uh went out uh, uh lin-manuel miranda always goes out and does like every week he goes out and he does this thing called like uh ham on ham where like he brings a couple members of his cast out on the street and this is really cool like everything he does um and very like aware and and, and forward thinking and he brings the cast out and they like perform a song or do something on the street so people who can't afford a ticket can see what what's going on that's yeah. awesome well this time he was like all right so he gets out there he's got his little crew out there just him 
And then he says, we have a special guest today, J.J. Abrams. And then this fucking, like, mysterious door opens behind him. And fucking J.J. fucking pops out and was like, what the fuck? That's fucking crazy. It's a YouTube video. And the two of them do, like, a 30-second rendition of Jabba Flow and both sing it together. J.J. too. So it's really cool. But anyway, if you want to check out Jabba Flow in its entirety, it's available on iTunes now. And, uh, boy, man, big, big, cool, cool little moment of coming together of, of talented people. That's awesome. Cool. Uh, well, that gets us so, through Star, Star Wars. Wars yeah. um, does it? Does it? Does though? it? Though, yeah. Uh, the tunnel yeah, goes yeah. forever. Yeah. The next bit. Um, I remember you mentioned three. I'm remembering one of them, and I'll I'll let you do the other one because uh, the the we've seen a couple of things from Power Rangers now, but this week had yeah. the reveal of the new Power Rangers suits for the big Power Rangers movie that's coming out. Yeah. So have you seen this, Rich? Uh, I am like the zeroist on Power Rangers. Okay, ever. so like, Jordan, I've I can seen... talk this. I can yeah, show you guys talk. I can show okay. you the outfits. You can um, give us Jordan. Yeah. While you're pulling that up, I'll say my uh, yeah. Go thoughts. ahead. Okay, so Ooh, wait, no, is this movie a legit or is it's it like... happening? I mean, no, 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 I don't mean is it's it a happening. Transformers level, you know, oh, that's TMNT what I meant. level. That's what I meant. Yeah. Okay, it's not uh, using video. No, it's not using the Sentai footage. Sentai footage. Thank you. So this guy's my mind melder over here. Well, okay, I, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. I know. Well, you, you knew what I was gonna. Yeah, think yeah though. You know where sure. my brain goes sometimes. Yeah. So when I saw these, I the first thing I thought, I cannot say I'm terribly surprised because like, I oh, they're know, bad. I, no, not that they're bad. It's just the look. I'm of gonna them. say they're bad. They're, well, oh, they're. <laughs> I mean, they're. They're. Eh. I'm gonna say they're bad. I just, Are I, they I, bad? Like, I'm like, I don't know. Okay, so I grew up a mega fan of Power Rangers. Like, I kind of knew they weren't gonna go nostalgic at all. This just proves the point. So, I don't know. Am I offended? Eh. I mean, no. It's not a matter of being offended. What about yeah. the belly buttons? Dude? It's. I mean, it's not great. It's a the worst being... one is the pink ranger. I don't know what that is. Like um, everyone has the their first dis- thing. No, everyone has their least favorite. I'm what finding. I said is that it's Exo Manowar meets Iron Man. What do you mean Man. least favorite? They're all the fucking Rich, same. No, not, they're not. Rich. They all have these weird wires Rich. going around them and shit. Yeah, but but no 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 no. I, there's many things to say about them, but the main thing. Is they are Iron Man armor? They're Iron they got Man arc reactors. Exo Man of War. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they all have the arc reactors, and they have arc reactor belly button modules too. Yeah, yeah. but they just—they're not in. Well, actually, I think they are inherently pretty ugly, but they're not inherently bad in the sense that they would be bad out of place in a movie. Maybe if they were all like they had a different helmet or they didn't wear helmets, they would work better. The helmets are what really bug me. Because these are, like, just they, to they're, give you... They're Power Ranger-esque, the helmets. Yeah, they are. That's they're the very only much. Part, that's the, the helmet's the only part, to me, that looks very quintessentially Power like, Ranger-y. Just as a, like, side-by-side, I'm sure, I wonder if... Like, this is... Uh, we're, I'm now showing Rich what the originals look like. And it is certainly inspired yeah, by Yeah, I the mean, the, 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 the bug-looking glasses... Sort of. Oh, okay, not really. <laughs> Thank you, there you go. Yeah, there you go. And you know, maybe it was a bit much to hope that they were going to go the spandex route. I mean, obviously they right, weren't going right. to go Sentai, but you can you can develop a I mean, look. I kind of wonder, like, what was the reaction like in 2000 when the first X-Men movie came out? Because... I mean, I, I think, think there was a lot of that with the black right, you know, right. leather suits. Right, right, people were pissed. At, sure, right. yeah. but that movie ended up, for its time, being, being a good. pretty yeah, solid yeah. movie. Sure, sure. Um, it's just that these the, the new suits are just... They're pretty bad, yeah. They're pretty bad in and of themselves, and of course the bigger issue is just how, um, there's been a lot of calls about how the, the women are so gendered unnecessarily with, like, the boob socks on the armor. They are yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the wedge heels that their boots have, because they're women, and women need heels in battle, which is always just sort of a thing where it's like, why do why does women armor need... Yeah, it's almost like one of the two would have, like, not been as bad, but once you add the heels and the huge over-exaggerated yeah, yeah. top... 
it's just like two lo- two points make a fucking unfortunate line, you know. No, I'm not saying they should have done this, and this is the last thing. But if you if you ever see the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie they made back in the yeah, the, yeah. 90s, those actually did a good job of armoring it. Right, they, they made original costumes they did for that. Date there, I actually um, watched it recently. These are like, toys, aren't they? Series. No, those are the costumes from oh my the movie. They look yeah. like action figures. Well, well, it was I mean, the 90s. Well, it's Power Rangers. They were pretty much designed they're all designed, designed that figures. way. Yeah. I see. Um, the bigger. I, oh, go ahead. I, it's just. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned it on this podcast before. The White I'm a Ranger huge... is so the baller. Well, yes, the White Tommy Tommy Oliver is Doctor Tommy Oliver is yeah, a baller. Doctor. Um, but as a huge Power Rangers fan, I don't know if I mentioned this. I still watch Power Rangers. We've recently gone through a marathon of all eight hundred plus episodes. Impressive. I mean, it took about three years to get through that many with but the people I was impressive. watching it with. Um, I love Power it was Rangers. Just Jordan had been like three weekends. <laughs> I don't know about that. There are some <laughs> there are some rough seasons of Power Rangers. I mean, there are some good seasons with great story. Some rough seasons that are pretty dumb. The um, new comic from Boom Studios is really good. That's yeah, I want to check see, that out. See, that's where I'm getting my film nostalgia. That's why I really could care less about the that, movie. Because I think that's the, the thing. The comic is bringing a new storyline that is totally nostalgic and has the essence of the original and everything, but has a new story too. So I'm getting my fill through that. So I really it's don't the care sort of thing where Power Rangers never really went away. It's been consistently oh, on yeah. television for two decades, right? Right. And you know, so with Transformers and TMNT, really. Sure, when you sure. get down to it, I mean, TMNT in the course of the past thirty years now has had about. 17, 18 seasons of television right. at this point. So, Plus, I mean, Transformers movies. as well has had plenty of animes and cartoons. Right, right. But, you know, Power Rangers is my thing. So now I get what people who don't like the Transformers design or don't like the TMT right, design. I see them about. as ugly. They see them as, like, an unnecessary it's, betrayal. Right, almost. right, right. Um, but what I like... that word? <laughs> the word was betrayal. Betrayal! Um... Anyway, uh, so the Power Rangers suits... Sorry. I'm someone uh, who liked Rita Repulsa's new look, just because it... it mm-hmm. Not because it looks like Rita at all, but because it looks well, like yeah. a Power Rangers. It's like, color. how are you going to make a Rita, like, in a modern She context? has a staff. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, I don't know. It's more the, what, like, oh my gosh, what they're going to do with Zordon is what's concerning. Like, yeah, we'll see. Alpha. I don't know how um, uh, How much of the series, is, how much of the shows have you watched, Kevin? Oh, I went through uh, for a long time. I, I think the, let's see, at least... Mm, in ten seasons, something like oh that. Oh my right? god, yeah. dude! Oh, I went for. I mean, I I'm started. In the, I'm in the wrong room. Oh, I started. Did you say the, Dino Thunder? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. season twelve. I believe. Yeah, so I went. Yeah, so I went up through there because I remember. I mean, yeah. from the first. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I mean, we're we're nineties kids. I mean, like, uh, I was I'm not, I was born in ninety three. So I mean, the Power Rangers was the yeah, I mean, thing of the nineties. I get it. I get so, it. So, oh yeah, I watched them. I mean, I went through all of elementary school and a good part of middle school. Um, and now I'm going back reading the new comic and all that, yeah. Oh, no, I was very much big time um, But anyway, so those are the Power Rangers outfit. That is a movie that, uh, if not necessarily rich, Kevin, I, and Kelsey may review because we're right, gonna be right. super we're excited gonna go for that see movie. the fucking thing. I yeah. gotta go and be, give you the newbie perspective. Come on now. <laughs> anyway, uh, and that then we have one more news story. Um, so... Non-Marvel the, news story. On the DC end of the spectrum. That's right. Um, we have the director of The Flash has exited... Over creative differences. Oh, is that That's the? Has the other one done it yet too? No. No, he he, dis- uh, he, he debunked he did, those. He debunked rumors. those rumors. So we he saw Doc, sticking with it. James Wan sticking with Aquaman, um, but Flash director has left. So and that one is scheduled for what? 2018, 2019? something like that. Yeah. So yeah. Wait, Aquaman's sooner, right? It's somewhere. I don't know. I, I, I haven't really paid attention to wow, the release dates, but they're all in the next few years. Um, so yeah, Flash director has dropped out. Um, which, I don't know, I mean, 
can speculate on that. It just it, Dude, but when he says over creative differences, I mean, the it's... movies are gonna get better. They're gonna get better. They just are. They're gonna get better. They can't get worse. They're gonna they get better. They can't get worse. They, 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 they can't might worse. be able to get worse. No, no, no. They're gonna get I'm better. And for... after you guys see Suicide Squad, you're gonna change your tune. You're well, like, I'm wow. hopeful for some movies. Suicide Squad. Can Suicide be good. Squad. No, 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 no. That's the movies thing. can be good. Justice I'm... League isn't gonna be good because Zack Snyder's directing. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm hopeful for Suicide Squad. I'm hopeful for Wonder Woman. The solo movie. Well, Flash is still. You don't MCU. sound very optimistic about Flash or Aquaman. Uh, because Flash, someone left over creative. Well, Flash is the one the director left over creative differences, and I want. I mean, we already have a great Flash show, and just from that brief like teaser in Batman v Superman, he looked just pretty depressed. I think that, that's like, I yeah. And I don't want a depressed Barry Allen. Like I don't. Flash needs to be fun. So. They said he is the fun character in Justice League, but <laughs> in well, in this universe, it's hard to determine their sure their definition of fun. All you need um, to do is have a sip of Granny's peach tea or peach yeah, lemonade, and, then, Smack and, 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 yeah, and yeah, you'll yeah. be straight. And I mean, I'm a, that's yeah. the thing. It, I mean, I'm not like you know. It's more Justice League that concerns me, but um, well, at least there's only one of them. There's part. But there's I'm two. just kidding. Just playing with it. you. <laughs> There are two. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but that's all we know at this point. Um, but Aquaman still go. Wonder Woman still go. Good, Seems man. Like Let's have some... Look, here's here's my perspective on this, right? Let's start, like, pulling for these movies to be good. I want them to be good. Like, uh, like why don't you want... Yeah. I, I mean, want them to be I good. I just don't too. have faith. Like, uh, yeah. I'm not asking for faith. I'm asking for hope. And she, nothing, no, hope nothing dies in the DC cinematic <laughs> not, universe. Not in my opinion, but all right. Uh, I mean, I, I want them to be good. Don't I, like. I mean, that's not. I mean, I'm a DC fan. I want them to be. But yeah, so that, there's that. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, over in Marvel. Marvel news, there is quite a bit because yeah, there always there is. There always is Marvel news. Uh, first thing is that the Punisher was officially yes. greenlit at Netflix for his own series starring Jordan John like, Bernthal. I think you, I think you like bought up a cake and wrote, "Yes, the Punisher's coming to Netflix on it." Right? You know, I'm not a fan of the Punisher as a character. I like what John Bernthal did. And to be honest, Steve Lightfoot is show running it. And he worked on Hannibal. He wrote one of right, the cool. greatest episodes of television of all time with Brian Fuller. So, oh, awesome! You, you were you were you were burying this one on me. You were burying that little detail so you could <laughs> bring it out later like a stinger and shock me. Yeah, well, like, I as a matter of fact, Rich, you're right. I don't really like Punisher, but, but I, I do love me like some that. Hannibal. I do like that director. <laughs> the nice thing with it is they can really make it his own because you know while all Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and all them are building toward the Defenders. You know, he can go do what he wants. What do you think? How do you think that? Okay, so this is a question. This this inspires in me. How do you guys think the Netflix portion of the Marvel Cinematic? Because it is very unique. The Netflix side of it. How do you think it's shaping up? Okay, so what we have right now, I'm going to draw the map. We got um, Jessica Jones has had one season. Daredevil's had one season. Then I know, and then and well, I'm going to say it in order. It it was Daredevil, then Jessica Jones, then season two of Daredevil. Um, they're, they're a little nice. bit different seasons, but the, yeah, Luke Cage is coming later then this Iron year. Fist. Then Iron Fist, then Defenders, but Daredevil may get a third season. Jessica sure. Jones is getting a second season. Sure. Um, Punisher has now been announced, right? And we know that Iron Fist and the previous three are going to be in the Defenders, but maybe that Punisher's not. So, well, there's no detail. 
I mean, that's yeah, what do you th- oh, no, but how do you think it's shaping up? Like, what do you think of these decisions to give sequel seasons to shows when the plan wasn't a ori- you know? I mean, we don't know the plan. We know what they announced. But I, I think, mean, didn't weren't we supposed to believe that it was one, two, three, four, then Defenders? Yeah, but I think Daredevil was a huge success, and I think they had the slot for it. Um, I think that you know Jessica Jones they have the slot for, for the, anything, dude. Well, yeah, Jessica I mean, Jones was planned for the fall. They needed more time for Luke Cage, so that's why it's coming out this fall, and so. It was either rush Iron Fist into oh, production, okay. or we have this cast. Well, that's the and answer. We want to hold on to them. That's I think the that's answer. also why Jessica Jones got renewed. Yeah. Daredevil might may or not may or may not get renewed, but I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't get reviewed until next year after you know Defenders, because the showrunners of Daredevil were announced as the showrunners of the Defenders. So it's kind of Daredevil season three. Well, It'll... it's all of them combined. But however, it may be very. It may be Daredevil centric. It may be Daredevil tone ish. You know, we don't know, or it may not be. Maybe just its own Defenders thing, but yeah. by those people. Yeah. But either way, the people that are like you know at this point steering, I mean, the steering. Fo- the st- he's he's he, the star. He is focal. Yeah, he's like but, Iron Man. But right, it, it, which is still to this day borne out to be focal. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's interesting. But you know, um, maybe, but they're steering the ship. So, I mean, at the very least, the people that they would probably want to do season three of Daredevil are doing this right now, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's going to be next fall, more than likely. Plus, they don't have to worry about keeping people's contracts. Well, I don't know all the ins and outs, but I do know that they're all signed up for Dare- for for Defenders, so they're not going anywhere that far. Nah. Yeah, I mean, I think they do, they. I think right now, with Luke Cage and Iron Fist, they're coming close enough to Defenders that you can contract people for second seasons right, if they right. wanted season twos of Luke right, Cage and right. uh, Iron Fist. With Daredevil, I think the second season of Daredevil really sets everyone... The, there's really a core three cast of that show, with uh, Foggy, Karen, and Matt. Yeah. You know, they are the three core characters. Oh, by the way, I heard some people ragging on Foggy. I heard, oh, it's BS. No, oh, no, 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 I was oh. listening to a podcast, uh, it was a UK podcast... Uh, IGN UK, in fact. So very, I mean, these guys, and these guys have really interesting, if not good taste on everything. I mean, you know what I mean? It's either, it's either like they have, they make a point that I don't agree with, but it's interesting, or they have great taste. You know what I mean? They're smart guys, whether you like their sure. opinion or not. Mm-hmm. And they said, the, the whole episode was called Why Foggy is Ruining Daredevil Season 2 for Me. I saw that, I remember that, that headline. And, and they, and I listened to it, and it was all about how he's a fucking wet blanket and he fucks everything up. And he rolls in, and he, there's, like, there's, like, good the, shit happening. Matt and then, was making the dumb decisions. And, yeah, and Foggy yeah. comes in to tell him what a fucked up decision that was. Yeah. Every time, they all they said is every time Foggy's on the screen, the fucking shit sucks. That's what they said. He's, you know... He's a wet fucking blanket. So I don't know, maybe. I I'm just in telling fairness, you I guarantee you if Foggy was a woman, he'd get it, be getting more hate on the internet. Because he's kind of feeling that, and a gun on Breaking Bad... Uh, yeah. sort of, they're the one telling the hero not to do their thing. And right, as yeah. the audience, we want to watch the hero do it's, their thing, so right. people tend to not like yeah. that voice, even when that voice is probably what you right. want in real they, life. They were also saying that the actor is horrendous. No, I, They LB, were saying it sounds, like, he, it sounds like he's... They were just saying it sounds like he's reading lines the whole time. I'm mean, just telling you what they said. Oh, I think he's great. I, I like him a lot. But anyway, the season two of Daredevil sets up all three of those characters to appear elsewhere sure. if Daredevil season three doesn't. Nice, they all have their own thing to do. Yeah, like you could very easily see... Um, I don't want to say what seasons, but but there are two shows that, depending on when they come out, those characters could easily appear in. Interesting. In the meantime, or they might be in. Def- there probably will be in Defenders. I assume most supporting cast players. I'll tell you what. I up. I am really excited about Luke Cage. I love him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the actor that yeah, plays yeah, that yeah. role. I like cultural role. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's so charismatic. Sure. Anyway, all right. It, it really shows that Halo Five was not his fault. No, no. Halo in general was <laughs> well, not. I his mean, fault. same thing with. Uh, I'll tell you one one really interesting example of that uh, for a tiny little hint of gaming. Um, 
um, um, um, um, Sean Peter Ashmore? Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Oh, Peter Sean Dinklage. Ashmore is great in that. Uh, in uh, in Quantum Break, but no, Peter Dinklage, the Dinklebot in Destiny. Everybody ragged on Peter Dinklage. They were like, "Oh, he phoned in that performance. He sounds like shit. The performance sucks. There's no emotion in it. He really, he was not a very good actor. Except when he's playing Tyrion, people took it further and further. And the reality is, they had Nolan North come in and redo all his lines because they needed more lines. And Dinklage was out. He's like, "Man, I'm not fucking dealing with this shit anymore." And so Nolan North, best one of the top three, probably the best. Uh, video game voice actor of all time comes in and does it and eh, it's probably not quite as good as Dinklebot you know <laughs> what I mean like the reality is and everybody learned this that the writing was just bad and and when the writing is bad you're fucked and you know it's interesting because it's, it's also a video game Halo 5 like you know my culture was in that he was and in he was, Nightfall and, and it would be easy to say he's stinking the place up but oh no it, that was the script you know yeah. So, anyway, that happens. That happens, because, uh, I mean, there's no doubt Dinklage is, like, he should be knighted if he hasn't been already. He's world class. Yeah, okay. but I think we're all huge fans of uh, Netflix Marvel. Sure, sure. Uh, it's been strong. Uh, some other Marvel news we had... I'm blanking. What was what was the other uh, one? Inhumans. <laughs> Inhumans, yeah. It, not canceled. I'm really worried about this. Well, I, I, not canceled. Removed, Sorry. Removed from, from the, the schedule. Yeah, from the schedule. Now, this yeah. is a movie that hadn't had any creative team in place. Nothing had really gone forward on right. it. I mean, every other movie has, has somebody on it. Well, and it. there's not really a need for it right now. I mean, yeah, is S.H.I.E.L.D. is kind of built it, but they can do it at a certain time. But as far as the rest of the MCU... I mean, everything else no, seems like pressing. Inhumans. Even when it was announced, now yes, there is the whole... It did feel a little bit like you're, because Inhumans is much harder to interrupt. But it is like Inhumans is like it's not very famous and popular. Yeah, no, not at all. Not but at it is huge and vast and epic in scope. Does that multitudes? Way, it has multitudes. It could take up. It could literally be like as big and as expansive as an Avengers. Uh, uh, you know what would you say, like, universe. Right. Like, so they, it's almost as big and varied and expansive and huge and fundamental and, you know, as as the Avengers universe. Right. So when you bring that movie out, you either try to do it in a more niche way or it becomes its own, like, black hole that starts sucking things into it. Right. They I mean, can't it's a just keep it on the, thing. They can't just keep it on the schedule with no uh, creative team behind it or anything. Well, and also, I mean, just, like, it doesn't really tie into anything else. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, very yeah, much yeah, its yeah. own, right? Yeah, I think, I think there's a certain... There's two ways to take it, right? Yeah. There's the way where you go, well... Look what happened with Ant-Man. It was huge. It warranted an immediate sequel. Right. Maybe they're thinking, okay, we have Doc Strange. We have Captain Marvel. We have Black Panther all coming out before Inhumans. Do we want to be tied to Inhumans and then have to push it back again? Or, you know, because they're... I mean, yes, they want to introduce new franchises, but at the same time... They're introducing a ton of them. plenty of right now. Yeah, there's plenty of new ones coming. And everything is hitting, man. Yeah, everything yeah. is hitting. Oh, and now they have Spider-Man. So that was unforeseen. When the Inhumans was announced, there was no Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, a bunch of movies got shifted for Spider-Man. And right, if right. Spider-Man succeeds, you can bet a sequel for that's going to get ordered pretty quick. Right. Uh, um, Spider-Man Homecoming 2? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's exactly what you wouldn't call it. Yeah, Spider-Man yeah. Spring Formal. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But, no. Um, so, so, that's the way to look at it from the angle of it didn't have a team. No one was committed to that movie that we yeah. knew about. It, it does lift out. Now, the more cynical side is... And humans are on TV. They're doing all this stuff there. They're more so than the, probably the they had paranoia planned. that that Marvel movies and the Marvel TV are being like actively forced apart since the studio switch because the Marvel like uh, Feige no longer reports mm-hmm. to the same guy he used to, who also runs the TV side. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of paranoia Lobe? in that. Not low. No, uh, I think it's Perlmutter, I want to say possibly. Um, oh, that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of paranoia about that. There's the fact that. Um, 
Alfre Woodard is in both Civil War and Luke Cage as different characters. That came out as being just an act. Like, well, they've come out and said that that was an actual. Like Robert Downey Jr. specifically said she should play this part in the movie, whereas no one knew she was being cast in Luke Cage at around the same time. So it was a lot of things like that. You know, you can look at it as a paranoid way. And yeah, they should have. I tell you what, they should have done. They should have just just recast that role. It's like two seconds in in Civil War. Yeah. Well, not that's to say the she thing, wasn't though. good in it, right? But you're right. You're, you, but it's not the kind of it's the kind of thing you'd do if you were committed to keeping them together. Yeah. It's the kind of thing you wouldn't do if you're not that worried about it anymore. And right, you right. know, in fairness, other actors have played different parts, usually at smaller levels. Like uh, uh, Daniel Sousa from Agent Carter played a cop in Avengers. I, I always see him now whenever I see that movie because he's he plays different parts, and that's happened a couple times. Um, well, just think about what but, they had to do to create the TV universe in the fucking first place. Bring back a character that was dead, dead. Yeah. And then make an arc about it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I think why. what it ultimately gets to is if you're watching all of it, which I do, I consume the shit out of the MCU, um, you just have to accept that, yeah, the TV show is secondary to the movies and the show is going to do the work, is going to have to do the work. It's going to be the one that references the movies. And they've, they've been very frank about possibly including those characters in Infinity War in some way. And, you know, I'd love to see that because it would help as a matter of validation. But the the shows are very good about keeping it connected in a way that satisfies me. And I'm okay with it. Now, if stuff ever becomes blatantly a matter of, like, striking the shows from canon, that's going to suck. But for now, I think it all works well enough. And I think the Inhumans thing has a perfectly logical explanation where it's not a matter of kill the TV shows is the argument to make. Um, I think it's just they're probably going to order a bunch of sequels in the next couple of years and they well, need room for those. Maybe. Uh, the other possibility is as they look at the movies and as things are shaping up, they look at Guardians getting a sequel and you know the Avengers 2 Infinity movies which are getting more cosmic. Do they really need Inhumans as a movie? And they start to see it's doing well on S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. just got renewed for another season. Like, do they need it? Really? Maybe not. It's starting to look that way. Like, forget the delay aspect. Maybe they just don't need it, period. That's entirely possible, too. I mean, you know, there's so much going on in the MCU, and I don't know. There's I, a lot of reasons, though, outside of screw the television side. Because oh, I yeah. don't think you want to do that. I don't, like you um, said, the one thing that you said, I mean, I agree with some of what you said and some I don't agree with, but one thing that I really resonated with me that you just said was the TV side certainly doesn't dictate the movie side, not ever. Yeah. And, or at least very rarely, if at James all. James Gunn doesn't even watch S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Well, I mean, he does He really doesn't. I mean, yeah, he, to, but especially saying, James like, Gunn doesn't have right, to, right? But I'm just saying, like, I mean, you can be a part of the MCU and not even... Well, sure, most creatives are going to be. They just right. want to tell their story. And, you know, that's right. how the Marvel Universe well, and that's comics why Feige works. exists. Yeah, I know. Because Feige is that unifying factor. Right, right. He's the one who says, nope, can't do that because it doesn't fit with this. Right, you know, right. Or he's one of the guys that's yeah, doing exactly. that. Yeah, exactly, sure they have a whole team of continuity people, right. but... Yeah. Uh, so, there's that. Uh, also in movie news, Mar- <laughs> Marvel continues to be cagey, but they are... Uh, I forget the exact wording, but it's like emotionally and fully committed to a Black Black Widow movie as a possible Phase 4 film. Um, When's Phase 4? That would be after Infinity Infinity War War, Part 2. So in 2020, I guess, is when that starts. I mean, Civil War is the first Phase 3 film. Each phase is about four years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So... I think that'd be cool. I like Black Widow as a character. She has uh, honestly been the best part of a lot of the movies she's been in. Especially now they've got a new, she's got a new solo comic that Mark Wade and Chris Emney are doing. Yeah, Same creative team there's plenty of great storylines you yeah. can do. 
Um, and I think there should be more diversity and more female leads oh, sure, and such sure. in the Absolutely. universe. So, yeah. No question. Like, I think Black Widow is... said they would be up for that. Yeah, know, if you could yeah. get... I mean, if, if that's the movie they want to make after Infinity War, yeah. you just let them make it. Because they... I mean, they well, yeah, or they got they espionage can, down. Do that's for certain. Yeah. yeah, and that's what a Black Widow movie is going to be. Yeah. It should, so, it should be ripped right out of Edmondson's book, I think. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't read that, but I know what... It, I've oh, it's good. It. Yeah. I, I've read uh, the first couple of arcs of it, and it's sure. good. Oh, you recently then? Yeah, yeah. Um... So there was that, and uh, the one other piece of news is that, uh, this is still kind of rumored, but it's looking like Agent Carter's definitely cancelled. Um, that was the news report that came out that Agent Carter pretty much guaranteed cancelled at this point. Because? Uh, her pilots probably is like one of the top shows to get picked up. You know, it doesn't do well in the ratings. Uh, but then also Marvel's Most Wanted is looking less like a lock than it was before as a getting a series pickup. So... Really? Yeah, we'll find out in a week why? or so. I, I, I mean, in it, fairness, that's it, a show I don't understand why you develop in the first place, because it's just another show about spies. Granted, it's set up to be more like a, an A-Team adventure show. But well, I thought it was set up more to be like a like a feuding lovers that are also spies show. Yeah. Like a lot of shows have been. Sure, but that dynamic is there on S.H.I.E.L.D. So, And, they, you know, they got removed from S.H.I.E.L.D. to go kind of like give the excuse for them to do the pilot and then set up that storyline. Um, I, I would watch that show, obviously. I think there's more So what, are they going to do that cleanup team show instead? Well, that's almost definitely going to happen. What? <laughs> Most Wanted is not probably going to happen, and clean up the fucking... The, Damage the control. Detritus, Damage detritus control. control for, Damage I know, I, I get that. That's well, I, messed, I know, but... But I'm to clean up the detritus that Thor leaves behind, and i got to watch that shit, and Most Wanted, with two of the most charismatic fucking characters that ever be on the Cinematic Universe TV. Damage Control has been there from the first movie. They were on, like, the, the news text crawl on Iron Man after oh the fight on the highway. Great. True story. And Great. That matters. It does. It's I, all that, connected. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Genius. Um, I just, that's lame, dude. Yeah. Oh, that show's definitely going to happen. Great. Um, and then, but there's still other shows. There is another half-hour comedy in development. What? They haven't said what that Why are they doing half-hour comedies? Why not? Wait till I mean, we it's see Marvel. Them. They can just do whatever they want. It doesn't uh, mean I have to like it or understand you don't have to like any it logic. John Ridley well, is still developing his show. Um, they have American Crime is. MCU Edition. Sure. Um, and then the one guaranteed show that also got announced before Punisher, uh, Cloak and Dagger, is coming to freeform. Stun silence. No, it's a it's a young romance story about you know the. Two characters, uh, Cloak and Dagger, and getting their powers and falling in love. It's on Freeform. I don't have much thought on. Isn't Freeform? Isn't Freeform, Freeform is where, the ABC where Scanners is, or that horrible show we saw? Stitchers. That show's horrendous. Well, also it's has like Pretty a, Little Liars. It's ABC and, Family uh, with a different name. Oh god, I hate god the awful new name. Hunters. I hate yeah. the new name. ABC Family like is a lame name for a channel, right. and it's about. 150 times better than Freeform. Freeform sounds like hot yoga class. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds oh, like it, a yeah. bunch of, like, 50-year-old women get together and they're like, let's try this next set, Freeform. Like, that's what I, I mean, think. I, I hate it, you too, know? It's, I really don't it's not a good it, network name. Uh, I, I like network, Cloak and Dagger. <laughs> well, they have Jordan's some shows. about it because he's just like, if I like the CW so much, maybe the CW Freeform, is legit. Maybe Freeform will make Freeform it has one show I like, and even then it's not because it's a great CW show. CW fan over here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've, oh, I've I know admitted that. that. Oh, I know, I know you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. just talking shit. Because um, yeah. he takes it way further than DC and, uh, and The 100. Yeah, no, you do. He's watching fucking uh, Quarantine up in this piece. Containment. Containment, whatever. 
Jane the Virgin is great, and so most critics will agree. And same with my self, my ex girlfriend. That's true. Um, crazy ex girlfriend. Kind of far, uh, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I like Cloak and Dagger's characters, and I get this is a young oriented show that okay. maybe fits better with Freeform. Look, if the day comes that we're getting like Marvel tots on Disney Channel. That's when it might get a little dire, but I think Cloak and Dagger. I don't fits. think so. I think fucking Marvel Tots is more appropriate. If not it's, Marvel not Tots, if it's in the MCU. No, 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 not Marvel Tots, but Marvel. Uh, what is that thing called that John that, that Scotty Young used to do? Oh, the Baby Baby Avengers. Yeah, whatever they were. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that, could, that has a place. Anyway, I don't know. I'm just saying that I think Cloak and Dagger is a good fit for that network because it is about their if it's going to be focused on their romance. All right. And if you right. get a good creative team, if you don't the get anybody involved in matter. Stitchers to touch it, well, sure. I don't want a producer. I don't want the same AD. I don't want the same grip. I don't want the same I don't freaking. Even know what this is? Uh-huh. It's horrendous. Okay. Yeah, Lifetime has had terrible so shows bad. for decades. It is not Lifetime, but they though. have Unreal. Yeah. You any network can have a hit. Yeah. Anyway, so that's all the MCU they news also had we it, have. There were none this last year. This miniseries done with the BBC that was fucking phenomenal. Well, there you go. Um, so that is all the news. Sorry, you want to jump into Civil War? Yeah, we yeah, are going to jump into Civil cool. War. Uh, the big, big, fi- the end to the Captain America trilogy. Uh, Can we skip plot summary for time, or do you want to go through it? I mean, I was going to go through it. It's part of our standard style for it okay. now, but, you know. Oh, whatever you got, huh? Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, I'll make Wait, this well, quick. What's your time frame? No, we got time. Go ahead. All right, uh, so I'll run through this quick. But so Captain America Civil War opens a year after Age of Ultron Mm -hmm. uh, on a mission for the new Avengers in Lagos as they take on Crossbones uh, in the attempt to take Crossbones out. Why is this not, starting right here, why is this not an Avengers movie? Why is it like a... We'll get into that. That's not plot summary. (laughs) No, but it is because you said it's the new Avengers. Yeah, because that's the team Captain America leads. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um... So they're in a battle with Crossbones. Uh, they're trying to stop him from using a biological agent, but uh, Captain America gets into a fight with Crossbones, and after Crossbones. he mentions Frank Grillo from uh, the last Captain America movie, uh, now as fully on of a supervillain, uh, as they get into a battle, Crossbones mentions Winter Soldier, which is long enough for him to set off a bomb vest. Uh, Scarlet Witch manages to contain the blast on the street, but accidentally causes it to blow up near a building and killing numerous people, including several Wakandan missionaries. Um... In the aftermath of the battle and the incident, uh, Tony Stark, no longer a full-time Avenger, but a active non-combatant as a member of the team, brings Secretary of State Ross, returning William Hurt returning from all the way yes. back in Incredible Hulk, uh, to present the Sokovia Accords to the team, a way to create an oversight committee for the Avengers telling them where they can and can't go, and to give some sort of just agreement from the countries of the world what they can do. Uh, while Tony feels this is a good idea from his own experiences with Ultron in the previous year and an encounter with a grieving mother, Steve believes that the team needs the freedom to act as they see fit. Uh, the disagreement leaves Tony, uh, Tony and Steve at odds, but for the most part, the Avengers that want to sign go to, to um, was it Germany, I, I think? Was it, like, wait. Yeah, they go to that, Berlin. Yeah, there was Berlin. No, it was Geneva. Geneva Convention. Yeah, they go to Geneva. Because there's the UN Convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go to Geneva to sign. Uh, Steve, meanwhile, attends the funeral of his former love, Peggy Carter. Right. And finds that Sharon from the previous movie is actually Sharon Carter. Right. Who's gotten mad hot. (laughs) And something inappropriate happens with her later. Uh, 
Very Disagreements between the team continue, but at the signing of the Sokovia Accords, we meet T'Challa and King T'Chaka of Wakanda. Yes. But as King T'Chaka is giving a speech, a terrorist attack occurs that blows up a huge part of the building, killing King T'Chaka. And the Winter Soldier is shown on scene in a rather blurry photo as the culprit. Um, even though, the, having not signed the Sokovia Accords, Captain America and Falcon shouldn't be allowed to intercept... Uh, Sharon Carter helps them find out where the Winter Soldier is, and they head to save him before some soldiers that are told to kill on sight find him. A battle ensues that also sees the Black Panther, T'Challa's warrior superhero form, show up to defeat and capture, well actually to kill, Bucky Barnes, Mm -hmm. the Winter Soldier. Um, But Captain America manages to stop it. The three are all arrested. the first time of six. Yeah, the... They manage to stop it. All three are arrested and taken to a prison where the Winter Soldier is held and the others are lose their equipment for a while. Um, but, as all of this is happening, we meet Colonel Helmut Zemo, who's been going around looking for a book that was shown in the beginning of the movie to be able to control the Winter Soldier. And he infiltrates the place as an interpreter to talk to the Winter Soldier. And after using a bomb to short the power, reads the words to Winter Soldier and activates his kill trigger to escape the building. Captain America gives chase... Um, manages to stop Bucky, but now T'Challa's fully ready to kill him, and Captain America Falcon and Winter Soldier go on the run, becoming fugitives. Um, Winter Soldier, after after coming out of his trance, Bucky reveals that what the what Zemo wanted to know was the location of five other Winter Soldiers who are even more unhinged and dangerous than himself. Can somebody say MacGuffin? <laughs> well, sure. Uh, but after this, sides begin to gather. Tony Stark calls in Vision and... Uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man yeah, for yeah. the first time in the MCU as well as T'Challa and Black Widow and War Machine while Captain America has Hawkeye pick up Scarlet Witch and Ant-Man and the teams meet in an abandoned airport and engage in one hell of a fight yes. that I'm sure we'll have plenty to say um, and Giant Man yes uh, before the fight Steve Rogers reveal. Steve Rogers steals a kiss from Sharon Carter for bringing mm-hmm. their equipment uh, oh, is that what he does? That makes it not creepy because it was stolen. They they are romantically involved in the comics, too. Uh, in the battle, uh, the two, Cap and Winter Soldier, managed to steal the opposing team's Quinjet to head for where the Winter Soldiers are stored. Uh, but in attempting to escape, the Vision accidentally shoots War Machine out of the sky, and he's left par- paralyzed and injured in the hospital. Uh, the Black Widow goes to the wind, having allowed... Cap and Bucky to escape, and Zemo is revealed fully to be a Sokovian soldier whose family was lost in the Battle of Sokovia a year earlier, and blames the Avengers for what happened. Uh, He's also revealed to be the actual culprit with him purposefully revealing photos of himself, or purposefully allowing his, the victim earlier to be discovered so that Tony will realize that Zemo is the actual killer, and that Winter Soldier is innocent. Uh, at the raft prison where the Avengers that sided with Captain America are being held, Tony's oh, able to get... Was that something that you at first were wondering how that made sense and then you figured it out later? I got it pretty, okay. pretty I quick. I was just wondering because the way you described it, selling, you looked into it. Yeah. Uh, so the raft, he manages to short the circuits and get Falcon to tell him where the Winter Soldier and Cap are. He goes to join them in finding the other Winter Soldiers, but what they find isn't a bunch of released Super Soldiers, but all five of the Winter Soldiers that were in storage have been shot in the head by Zemo. And Zemo revealed that he had no intention to create more Winter Soldiers, but it was instead attempting to destroy the Avengers by blaming Bucky and revealing a mission that he had been looking for the entire movie that shows 
Uh, we've been seeing shots of it throughout the film that what ostensibly was a mission to, you know, show how other Winter Soldiers was created were, in fact, the fact that Winter Soldier killed Tony Stark's parents in the early 90s. Um, consumed by rage, a final battle breaks out between the three with Tony and Stark going... Or t- Tony and Stark. Tony and Steve going at it. Um, Tony manages to blow the Winter Soldier's mechanical arm off. Cap destroys his arc reactor. And feeling guilty for wielding the shield, having known that Winter Soldier killed his parents, abandons the shield as they go on the run. Uh, in the aftermath... Rhodey is beginning to recover with some... Oh, before nice... that, Black Panther stops. Yeah, Black Panther stops Zemo from killing himself um, and gives up on his own sense of vengeance to make sure he's brought to justice. Uh, Rhodey is given some nice mechanical leg braces that are going to help him walk again. Stanley delivers a package. Stanley delivers a package. Sick. And in that pa- package is a cell phone and a note from Steve saying that he apologizes, he is sorry, but if... Tony ever needs him, he can give him a call on the phone, and we see a scene of Captain America breaking the other Avengers from his side out of jail to go on the run until such a time as and they are needed again. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't get a shield back. Or did, wait, did he? No, 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 no. He leaves uh, the shield. That was earlier okay. when the shields returned. Yeah, that was yeah. earlier. Then it gets taken uh, again. A lot of this movie is like back and forth, back okay, and yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah. In the po- in the first post credit scene. We find out that Winter Soldier's going back under, feeling that until they can fully remove the Russian triggers in his head, or or the Hydra triggers. Or until Chris Evans doesn't want to be Cap anymore. He right, should be yeah. in. Yeah. He should be Am in. Am I wrong? He no, should no. be in stasis. And it's revealed that they are being given safe harbor by T'Challa awesome. in the reclusive nation and of Wakanda. And out to show you this Black Panther, sort of making it sound like that may be the start of the Black Panther movie. Who knows? Or something. Uh, and then in the final post credit scene, we get another shot of young Peter Parker finding that Tony's upgraded his web shooter to shoot out a bitchin' spider symbol on the wall. Yes. That was awesome. Uh, what so- does that mean? I, I was seeing some... Th- I didn't get it. It's just a thing from the comics. Yeah. But Spider-Man has a... Like, he used to have this belt buckle that would like shine a spider yeah. face on villains. Oh, so it's not anything big. It's just... It might be. It's oh, no, probably it's, his way well, of communicating. The, sec- the but... second post-credit sequence is always just a fun little one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's, I'm glad, thanks for giving me that yeah, insight. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So, much, um, yeah. do we want to just go around sharing our soul thoughts? Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I I uh, <laughs> I was excited for this movie. Sure. Uh, I think I've said before that the Winter Soldier is my fa- was my favorite Marvel movie of the of all of them. Actually, what my favorite, favorite superhero, superhero movie, yeah, movie yeah. of all time yeah. because it's just a great great film by the Russos who just worked yeah. on McFeely, uh, Marcus and McFeely. Uh, yes, Marcus and McFeely. Christopher Marcus, Stephen McFeely. Yeah, worked on their script and just delivered a outstanding film. Sure. Uh, and you know, so did Whedon, and I was always I, I I wasn't as worried. I was really excited for this film um, for certain webheaded reason. Anyway, but you know, Avengers: Age of Ultron kind of was a letdown after Joss Whedon's first film. Yeah. Um, but I think the Russos definitely delivered a great film here, and I think a big part of that might have been that they weren't as creatively involved as Joss Whedon was for the three years between Avengers. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was pretty burned out by the end of his sure. run. Um, but I I loved Civil War. I thought it was a brilliant way to continue the series and deliver culminations to, you know, eight years worth of storylines at this point while also setting up new things without being over the top about feeling like... There was no Thor takes a bath scene in this movie. Oh my gosh. Is, I guess, what I I felt. Um, Nothing that just felt like it was there to set up a future movie and do it really poorly. (laughs) Right, right, right. Um, But I I really liked it. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, yeah. So, uh, I'll... That's the thing. That's what I was most impressed about this was how well it 
had multiple storylines together, but felt still as one. It didn't feel like I was worried about all introducing something like introducing Black Panther and Spider Man, bringing in all these characters. I would I thought it, I, you know, like usually when that happens, it feels too rushed or it feels too overstuffed. But they really handled it well. I think they built off the pre-existing material. Um, and I actually liked it better than the Civil War comic because the Civil War comic has the main ideological conflict w with um, Tony and Steve fighting over the Registration Act, but there's really no more depth beyond that. Um, whereas this one had the subplot of the Winter Soldier and Zemo and all that um, and tied it into the main story really well. I was impressed by how they did that. I liked how it sort of had several different genres. It was a superhero movie. It was also um, a psychological thriller in many ways. Um, there was a lot going for it. The action was really deliberate. Uh, but that was my, what I was most impressed by. Like, I mean, yeah, the Spider-Man was a little shoehorned, but it was still pretty awesome. I mean, like, it was a great introduction to um, Tom they, Holland, Peter Parker. They did the, they did the shoehorning well, though, because they yes. made it obvious that it was shoehorned in a way. Right, they, right. He, they was like, of, he was like, yeah. Pop! Pop! He pops yeah, yeah. in, right. and then all right, that's it, kid. And he goes, yeah, yeah. Whoop! and it's like yeah. they, they they at least like said, okay, well, this was you weren't in, but right. it's pretty rad, right? Well, in right. Fairness, he's not the only character that gets that exact treatment. I mean, you no, know. no, I'm just I'm so, not dissing no, no, that. I'm not, I'm not saying you are. I'm, I'm actually saying, saying that's the only way to handle it when you when sure. You but yeah. um, anyway, Rich. Okay, yeah. So my my thoughts um are extremely mixed, and as I hear you guys talking about it. I'm like in the 7.58 zone right, on this yeah. movie, so there's a lot of things that I didn't like about it, like pretty strongly, but not in a way where it makes me hate any part of sure, it. Sure. You know what I mean? And well, then, I'm curious. And then also, that. I'll tell you, yeah. yeah. And then We're also, go through it all. And then also, um, my favorite thing by far about this movie were all the new elements, and I think yeah. in a large part, I'm glad to hear that it's like the end of an era in a way, because I need some fresh blood in these movies for me. My favorite things by far were. Black Panther, probably number one. Um, Spider Man, and um, oh my god, I just I just lost it. Oh yeah, um, what's the what's the girl's name? Um, Sharon Carter. No, uh, you just said it, and it just it just flashed out of my mind. The 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 Black Scarlet Widow? Witch, Scarlet Witch, oh, yeah, Scarlet yeah, Witch. Yeah, yeah. I loved her in this. Yes, I yeah, loved. Yeah, I was really not expecting know. to. I even saw her in the poster. And I was like, oh man, her without her brother. It's kind of like. Uh, her brother sucks. Well, so. maybe so. Maybe so. But just to see yeah. her there, I was like, oh, man. It just reminded me of stuff I didn't love about the last movie, you know? And then in this movie, I just loved her. I loved her power set. And you can't really argue with these movies. Boy, do they get, like, the fight choreography right. Yeah. Boy, do they get the um, the special effects are fucking... They just they stick it, man. It is just so good. Mm -hmm. um, when you, All her effects are just so realistic. and the, It's just so organic, the way the effects work. And it's just, it's just that part's really, really good. Um, for me, there were too many turnabouts that, that annoyed me. I didn't want to see them make up, get in a fight, make up, get in a fight so many times. It got annoying to me, especially the final one where, like, they make... I didn't think they needed to make up right before getting... Stoic Stark matter. Hold let me go finish. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Getting, get, having, a, having a makeup session. They had one of those already, a false makeup. And then it got bad again. And then they had another false makeup. And then, oh my god, they re Baron Zemo reveals the ultimate horrible truth underlying all of this. And then he's really mad. I understand why he's really mad about that. But I, it, just, it just bothered me that that was, like, the sixth, like, rubber banding that I had to see. I just didn't enjoy that. Um... What? Well, okay, we're, we're going to go through the plot, but I, I will say, 
I'm not surprised because now I'm remembering you don't like superheroes fighting each other, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Um, and and it sounds like you took things more to extremes than I think the scenes actually warrant, and we'll, we'll get to them as they go because I think really I don't think there's a lot of like like fights and then forgivings. I yeah. think there's just a lot of like building tension before things actually snap. Maybe so. It doesn't really snap until the airport fight, and then I don't know the ending. What I liked about it was I didn't really think. It, I'm glad they didn't go all, oh, we're all good now. Like, it really wasn't. Like, there were definite well, I'm not, that, wounds that, that, that can't be undone. That, and that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about okay, right yeah, now. Yeah. That's another thing. But, I mean, I, you're right. It's sure, a good yeah. point. And they do, and that is handled uniquely. Like, usually in these movies will have more of a resolution than that did. And that Your is mom interesting. has the same last name, uh, same first name as me? Oh, we're best friends. Yeah. Right, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so, no, this movie, this movie definitely was more realistic about that. Um... You know, I, Baron Zemo was a huge miss for me. Really, a hundred percent miss. Really, I, we pretty yeah. much split the difference here. Then, just, yeah, because I, I love that was one of my favorite parts. I was all right with him. I thought he did what he needed. I don't to like do. him. Oh, all. really? I didn't I, get it. I thought Daniel Bruhl killed it. I, I thought yeah. they finally fixed the Marvel problem because this is the happened over and over again. We get a like stereotypical to me. Villain he's that, like maybe bottom, bottom three really? of the villains okay, they've ever had. I thought they he was so gave, nondescript. They gave someone who finally had a legitimate motivation and like. Oh my god, I hate his motivation. I mean, I his hate his motivation. And, and then he says, "That's not why I'm pissed." No, so he says Sokovia is not why he's pissed. Whatever. He doesn't care about Sokovia being destroyed. He cares about his family being. Destroyed. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, dude, he just is just so. I don't even. I can't even tell. I almost didn't even. Couldn't even tell him apart from other dudes. It's like, and then he gets there to that base. I hated that, that he was like, you think I'm bringing them all back? Ha, ha, ha. I don't want more Winter Soldiers. Why bring them there anyway? Well, bring them somewhere else. Them That's the reveal. The whole movie is supposed to make you think that he's trying to do, that he's the standard villain. He wants these soldiers for some reason. He talks yeah, about and crumbling that would be great empire. if it made any sense. It does make sense. It makes sense to bring them there, only, yeah, for narrative reveal Because that's reasons. where the Winter Soldier is yeah. based. He is specifically looking for that video that is what he is searching for the entire time okay well that footage didn't make that clear to me now that you say that that makes a little more sense um i just i don't buy him at all uh i think i I just i and then i get it like the the, one thing was kind of clever although i didn't get it throughout the movie until the end was that those messages he was listening to were from his dead wife okay it plays it's very obvious the second time it's got that bruce willis doesn't interact with anyone thing where he's like yeah he doesn't say shit the first time no no i noticed that (laughs) i noticed that he wasn't answering but i was just like oh maybe he's just like a terse russian dude or whatever he is yeah sure there's a lot of what i was thinking yeah you could come up with so no i was giving him reasons but that's baron zemo to me though just like i just Front to back, did not like that. Every time he was on the screen, I was not having a good See, time. See, I, I, I agree with you because I don't think he blew me away. Um, he didn't but I agree away, with but Kevin because yeah. I think they did a good turnabout with him. I like that they kind of set him up to be one thing. They kept setting him up as like megalomaniacal, has some kind of agenda, is a soldier from Sokovia. You you think he wants revenge for that reason? Right. But then they cut back, but and I like does. Cut hmm? Well, it's, it was he, his family. I mean, in Sokovia. Yeah, but Sokovia, like, the nation isn't... Look, it makes you think he wants to blow something up. He wants to start pandemonium, take a nation out. It's building him up to be the standard megalomaniacal villain, and he's not. He has a human reason for what he does. A lot of these people do. So, I mean, a lot of the villains in a lot of movies have that... Like it's more personal than anything, but they not also the Marvel movies. Not the Marvel. They're just like, like I mean, the villain in Thor two. What was he? I after? didn't see Thor. Malekith wants the to take over the world. Right. Loki wants to take over the world. Right. Iron Man like, wants to be. They're super all just rich. so whiny and sl- you don't have a reason for them, you know, like to empathize with them. 
Whereas he, I, and this was a common theme because everyone was after vengeance. In yeah, this, right? I, so, that's a good point. Yeah, and like, so but, I mean, he wasn't like by any means my favorite like a movie villain or anything like that. But he was definitely a standout for me in the MCU villains because yeah. that has been a, a consistent for me. Weakness. And you're not going to believe I'm going to say this. For me, I like Ultron maybe the best. I yeah, love okay. Ultron. I don't love that movie, but I love Ultron. I, I, I love Darth Vader. I think ultimately. This movie had a better villain than it really needed. This movie didn't need a villain villain. It needed yeah. a turn. He serves a role. I don't think Zemo needed to yeah. land. He was in too much, too. Like if, if you're, you're going to play it like that, he was in a lot of scenes, a lot of footage. His but face I mean, is not a script. I didn't like the actor. I know you did. I understand yeah. that. Um, I mean, he definitely... Have you seen Glorious Bastards? He's a, he's a guy in that. No. What movie? He's Glorious, Glorious Bastards. Bastards. Yes, but I didn't realize that. That's yeah. cool. I didn't realize <laughs> that. But look, you know, regardless of how you feel, I think he he does what he needs to do. He's set up for future movies, apparently, yeah. and will return in some form. And I, well, that's I get good. it. Although I, it's very it's very much like the way the superhero movies go. It's like, oh, you spared his life. He's gonna pay. You're you're gonna regret that. You know what I mean? That was a later. cool moment for T'Challa. Oh, that was no. Now that's the thing about this movie, right? Those three characters blew me away. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman is fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I can't wait for that movie. And yeah. if this movie's one of the big, big things they wanted to do, because like you were saying, here's here's a good contrast, right? Ultron. Uh, was was trying to like shoehorn in setups for other movies, sure. and that was what made that movie suck in a lot of ways. In this case, they did intro reveals, Naturally. and they and they were natural, yeah. and they made me so psyched to see those movies. See, you know what I mean? Like home. Oh, Spider Man. That's a whole other story. It's great. Here's here's where the thing where it's like because I see people. I think there there are a couple of arguments. I think. Zemo does split the audience. Mm-hmm. I also think there's this argument about is this Captain America or is this just an Avengers sequel? And what does that question's answer? The question's answer there is this isn't an Avengers movie because it's not about the Avengers. It, it is, is very much Avengers, though, no. It's about Cap. I mean, yes, the conflict of Civil War involves the Avengers. Well, but no, this I mean, is like very it's very strictly... specifically about how do you define the Avengers? The Avengers split sides. But it's very specific. How, what's Cap's the Avengers' future going to be? He is the main character. It's not like everyone needs an arc. It is very much Cap, Falcon, Bucky, all the characters from Winter Soldier, Iron Man, and Black Panther, who is just the a only people that are character. not in it are are the two that are off doing other things. Hulk and Thor. Right. Yeah, they're, they're the in only it, ones. Who but that doesn't in make this. it. It's a, still a Captain America movie. It's still yeah, I, I like agree. all of the heroes yeah. that show up. Like it's not an. It's Hawkeye doesn't have a part in this Dion, movie. You, like not a meaty storyline. Oh, that's another thing you just reminded me. I love all the cameos popping up, and I love Paul Rudd. Yeah, that's what a lot of them play as cameos. I mean, I it's the central conflict is Cap versus Tony see, by see, the end. See, and I, I think Tony means, is. I think Tony is fifty percent of this movie. You could argue. Yeah, I am that sorry. He's fifty percent main you character. But that doesn't make it an Avengers movie. That makes it two of the Avengers having yeah, a conflict. Thing. You could argue that it's a, a part Captain America three, part Iron Man four. That's the thing. But to call it an Avengers movie, though, like it's a I bad mean, Avengers yeah. movie. If you're I think saying you guys just. Movie. I think you guys just don't want it to be. But man, no, I mean, no, I'm not. Somebody don't want it to be. But I think. This is like an issue of Captain America where the other characters show up, not an Avengers but story. But it's all about the Avengers, and it defines no, the Avengers' not. future. That's part of it. But the main thread of the story is what it's been since the first movie, Cap yeah. and Bucky's How friendship. How did the movie start? How did the movie end? Well, that's where Avengers. Cap is at in his life. But it's a Cap villain they fight. Look, I, I just you can't call this the same type of story as Avengers or Avengers 2. It's yeah. not. 
Yeah, I guess not. But I, it's I, I, I like, I'll give you that there's more gives cap. Everyone in arc. I'll give you. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. I, I see what you mean. Coming from perspective that I'm less analytical about these movies uh, in that sense. In the how did this character get an arc in the movie? What you know, defining it that way, mm-hmm. and more about the overall feeling I got was that I felt like I was watching an Avengers movie. If, yeah, if, actually, but felt like, it's more like, like a cap because I mean, partly yeah. because like, like what Jordan said, it was what it boils down to is about Captain Bucky and also from a directorial standpoint it, I mean it felt like a direct follow up to Winter Soldier which it was and that's so that's true that's I, a good you point. know I mean I thought it but think really about Winter Soldier focus. and how much that was no, not the Avengers think about versus it, this true but think about it this way if just because characters walk through a movie like if the Avengers happened to walk through Black they didn't Panther, walk through Winter Soldier like this they didn't but you still had three superhero characters you had two Avengers and it's more at the fact that Falcon's arc comes back to Cap and Bucky. Black Widow's arc ultimately ends with freeing Cap and Bucky. The movie is about Cap and Bucky and Tony, ultimately. That's, like, where it all ties together. The movie doesn't end with the fight at the airport. It ends with the very personal fight between Captain America, Iron Man, and the Winter Soldier. Right. Like, that's the core conflict of the film, and that's why it's a Captain America movie first, Avengers team up for a fight movie second. Yeah, all right. I mean, I that's mean, that's where we're point, coming from. I see why I, people... I, agree, I think it depends on how much you, you define as an Avengers movie. I just feel like if this was an Avengers movie, it would get a lot more complaints about how no one had storylines in the movie. Oh, it definitely would. And then you can't win. There's no question you can ever win. Uh, I mean, as far as, like, nobody's going to be completely happy. And that's absolutely true. And I, I just feel like... I Now, let me tell you it differently. If you had made this Captain America v... Not that you'd ever do that, oh, but I'm just saying. But oh, just because you hate that movie, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Take it away. Separate that right, right, that right, movie sure, sure. from this concept. Sure. Captain America v to Iron Man: uh, Civil War. That would have made sense to me. But it. But to say it's a Captain America movie when it's just as much an Iron Man story. In fact, the most dramatic uh, thing is Iron Man's parents. Yeah, because Iron Man ends up playing as the not the villain, but the antagonistic force. I wish he was the only one. No, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I know. I mean, I, I get your points. Your points are definitely valid. I just, I don't know. I, uh, I guess the other way I would point it out is that a lot of the thematic threads and a lot of the callbacks are to Captain America movies, not to Avengers uh, movies. There's, uh, you know, just the friendship and the stories about Cap and Bucky's youth. Yeah, that there's was good. the, you know, the scene where he gets up and he says, "I can do this all day." That's straight out of the first movie. You know, it all ties back to those previous Captain America films. There aren't as many Avengers ties as uh, there are. Well, there's setup of, of, of new Avenger characters. There's, I mean... Sure, but, there's... you know, there's setup of new Avenger characters in Iron Man 2 yeah. and Captain America Winter Soldier. Everything's setting up. That's just sort But there's of Marvel. so much of that. I don't know, man. I that There's the Vision. There's uh, Vision has a big part in this movie of, and, and an arc. The, the Scarlet Witch has an arc for sure. They have good arcs, yeah. I'm not and, saying that. so does Tachanka has an arc. And even Spider-Man has a mini arc. Well, sure, they all have things. I'm just saying that if you if you had to strip everything away, the most important characters in this mm-hmm. movie are clearly Captain America and Iron Man and Winter Soldier. Yeah, and it's like with Avengers, you I'd say Captain America and Iron Man, Winter Soldier is easily third place. I mean, like as far as that, I mean, he's some half the movie is not around. I mean, I'm just saying the main two relationships there. are Cap Soldier, Cap Iron Man. Yeah, that, so Cap is the focal. Okay. He is the biggest thing it's in the why movie. He's drawn into the conflict. Um, that's maybe a bit of an... Now, here's ar- another problem I have, too. Okay, well, I, 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 I understand your logic. Yeah, that's that. maybe a bit of argument of semantics. Really, it's... it, it I, I think... It feels like it to you guys, and that's what matters. And that's... I mean, you can prove it with numbers and quantities, and I think I can maybe come up with some counterpoints. You guys would probably win on the points. 
either way, though, how you felt about it at the end is really what matters. And, and you guys felt, walking away from this, this was a Captain America movie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's fair. Um, now... Uh, the other big problem I had with it, and I and I was worried it was just going to be this was going to be a problem, and I was trying to fight it the whole time. Aside from me not liking like superhero fights, in fact, it didn't bother me as much in that way. That, I'm going to mention that in a minute. That was a good, a positive. It's why I mean, it's like an eight for me, you know, especially as like, yeah, you guys really talk. Good. I mean, I still sure. really like it. I just don't love it like you guys do. Sure. But the the whole impetus for the whole movie, aside, I understand why Iron Man's conflicted, right? But to me. And even in the end, like, he kind of agrees, and then he changes his mind again. Anyway, but but the whole thing about why, like, they, when, they, when they put up that little death tally and it says 26 people, I just think it's humorous. I think it's fucking laughable. I'm sorry, I mean, it is fundamental. It's something you've got to overlook to enjoy the That's movie. That's a bad choice. I think they don't want these characters to be as kill-happy. I think that is a bad choice. I think it's an aesthetic choice that is not as noticeable if you're not looking at that screen. It's easier to miss. <laughs> Look, no, but, the point, but even fundamentally, the Avengers, I've been watching the Avengers and this team in a lot of movies, and the characters that make up the Avengers, I know their character. I know what they strive to do, and it's always save as many civilians as possible. It's always do the right thing. And there's been such a small amount, if you look at the number, even if yes, you don't. Yes, it totals to less even than if 500. You don't, even if you don't. The amount of value that they've added. Now, they tried to combat it with one point. They know it's an issue because there was that, that comment the Vision made to combat it where he says, um, yes, but isn't our very existence making these conflicts happen in the first it's place? the Batman Case argument. for point. Right. Case in point. So they know it's a fucking issue. I mean, it fundamentally, it's, the for example, registration, much, much, much more... Dramatic, much more of a thing that would would bring out a passion in me. Do people think that we should be, you know, a, a, you know, accountability in that sense? It, like, am I going to be known my identity or not? No, I realize why they can't do that here. But to me, the whole like death tolls, whether they're twenty six or they're two hundred, they've saved hundreds of thousands. And to me, that's just such a flawed. And Tony is the ultimate analyst. And for him to think, I mean, it, it just, oh, oh, but Alfred Woodard, so all the people he saved don't, I mean, whatever. And that, I mean, there's so many people Look, he saved for a whole legacy. I have two he's words in, I want to make on in, this. He's in a very vulnerable place. Yeah, it's important to note that he did almost destroy the world a year ago. Right, right. Was, that was very that. directly he his fault. That. Yeah. Um, there's also the fact that they, they do a couple of other things. They do point out that the Avengers tend to just kind of leave when the fighting's done. And so they're... You know, it's that real world versus... Check, man. Well, it's the real world versus comic book. As viewers, we know that the Avengers are unassailable and that they're going to do the right thing. But if you lived in that world and you had, you know, demigod-type foes fighting, you would want them to have oversight. I mean, that's the sort of thing where it's like... You might. As human beings, we don't want, like, fucking militant folks just rolling around. You're worried it's going to turn into the boys. Yeah, but when you hear what they're planning... But but then when you hear the other side of the argument, Tony said the argument, what they're planning is that they don't even get to act... Whether, I mean, if there's some, like... Without a UN with, approval, yeah. Without, and, and, and the, I mean, all, okay, let me put it a different way. I, I, I still stand by what I just said, but I would also, let's put it in a different light. Uh, Cap's case is about 5,000 times better than Iron Man's case. You know, what Cap says is, if I see something happening, I've got to wait for bureaucrats who are completely fallible, who could have any kind of bias. The season, the politics mm-hmm. could completely change. Like, that argument is a hundred times more compelling than Iron Man's, we need to be put in check, bro, because I'm mostly unstable. I mean, it's just so much more. I'm so on Cap's side, like, insanely so. I think there's sides to it. I, I think... 
there is what I think the movie could have done, and I don't even think it's entirely necessary. It could have given an example of that because Tony Steve's big worry is that something's going to happen and they're not going to be able to intercept. But we really don't get the idea that that's true. It seems like if I mean if it's a world-ending event, we don't see this body. We just see Thunderbolt Ross kind of mellowed and, and, out. And, and no, and also, but no, we don't just see him mellowed out. We also see him way too iron-fisted later. When he's dropping the iron fist and imprisoning oh, people in the fucking raft, I mean, like, boy, dude, like, boy, if that doesn't show what reg- what not registration, but what this body might be like, if I mean, and then even Martin, uh, um, uh, uh, the uh, guy who's in Fargo, Everett Ross, that's the character's name, him, yeah, yeah, even him, Honestly, he's yeah. like, I mean, yeah, he's fucking with Zemo, so I don't mind because I hate Zemo and he can fuck with him all he wants, but at the, if he was doing that to like to like cap i'd have been pissed i mean he's it's the 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 the, the bureaucrats and all these movies are kind of shitty i mean if you think about I mean, captain america not. think about captain america winter soldier how much how much corruption there was among the bureaucrats and that that was the whole plot well, well that's his argument and i and, it, and i'm just saying i believe in it a thousand times more sure. than any case that's even close to made on the other but side but i think this did a better job of like, like in the comic it's i think even more like you're totally with cap because Iron Man's side even recruits the villains at one point to fight them, you know? So it's just like, they're totally set up as the antagonists. Whereas here, I mean, yeah, but I don't know, like, that's the thing. With having built off Ultron and the instance of putting a face to the the collateral damage that the Avengers have um, caused, well, the battles have caused, um, did provide... Antonio with a legitimate motivation and for wanting to be checked. But yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I think they did a pretty good job given, I mean, everything they had to do in the movie defining why this side thought this way, why this side. And you also had people that were more conflicted. I mean, look at Black Widow. She was really playing both sides more because, like, she was really trying, like, she said, yeah, maybe this is... We do need to have some sort of system, but she's also going to help Cap out. So, I think because Cap's whatever. right. Right. No, not well, necessarily well, Cap's right. I think there every, people are fallible. They I have think never. Cap is fallible when it comes to Bucky. He ultimately is right about Bucky, but at the same time... Oh, that's the other thing, too. Now you just reminded me of that. About the, about Bucky, right? Um, at, I, I'm trying to think of what the inconsistency was in my mind, but I think it was... Um, I, I know what it was. The the switchback where Iron Man was okay with the Bucky thing when, like, he found out it wasn't really Bucky who did that. Like, that shouldn't change it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, okay, I get what you're no, saying there. The, the change there was... Because... His goal was... Well, he realized he was over... Not overreacting, but it was a matter of... They were there. Iron Man knew why they were there, and he believed them, and it was a truce more than anything. I mean, right. like, he even calls it a truce. Yeah. They're there to get the villain, and whatever happens after that, they'll figure it out. That's what it is going into that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I want to get to the larger point that you made about them fighting and then unfighting, and then uh-huh. fighting and unfighting. I don't think that's there. I think what is there is a sense that it is a big, you know, um, philosophical debate that the movie is built around, is should they or should they not have an oversight committee? And, you know, I think that first scene at the complex is a matter of, or the compound is a matter of, Everyone getting to state their side. And everyone has solid reasons. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Cap, you know, Falcon made it a point that he likes working for himself. He, he That was his point in Winter Soldier. Cap feels like he can trust himself because he knows he's a good man. And, and they're coming off S.H.I.E.L.D. being dissolved. And 
Yeah, after, not trusting I, Shield after Hydra infiltrated. Tony comes to the place of not trusting himself, so he feels that the oversight is needed. War Machine's a, a soldier for life, so of course he feels that oversight's a good thing. And Iron Man's bitch, right? Black Widow sees things as a matter of if we can't help the world if the world hates and fears us, so oversight she is a good, a good thing point. there. She makes a good point. Uh, Vision's just super logical about. And, and, is, used, and is used as right. a good mouthpiece for, for what I said earlier. Yeah. There is... That scene is about that. And then Cap is just... They, they more leave at a disagreement where it's like Cap isn't going to sign and it, it's more an issue of no, we're not going to figure out what we're doing yet. But there was... But there was... At first it was if you're not going to agree then like we're having a problem. They have like a split at that point. Then they get back together when he goes off and he does that thing that they're in trouble with but then they're back in the place but then they're back there and tony has gotten them like clemency and then they're talking about the shit again and then it's like okay well we kind of get in some common ground here and then oh they have another fight and then like they and then they go to the i'm trying to think I about think it fights I the wrong word well, okay fight I, makes I, it it's an I, argument it's okay. a disagreement okay, i think no, that's no, it, the... it is except when they have a uh, except when there's like an actual fight fight yeah and that, that's, but that and only happens a, once like twice. i think um the end of the movie fight but, but is the, separate, but the end—that's the thing. The end, the end fight is more isn't over Thor; it's over Iron Man being pissed that Winter Soldier not, killed. His not parents. only that he killed his parents, but that Tony knew. But here's Steve the point, though, it. right? Yeah. Here's the point: Iron Man making. Here's another thing that bothers me: Iron Man saying the sentence. It turns out you were right about Winter Soldier. That doesn't make Winter Soldier any less fucking dangerous. Just because it didn't happen to be him that time, it easily could have been him because he's completely controllable with ten words. So it does. Oh, but it wasn't him. So that I mean, well, well let's get to that because what I want to say is the scene at Everett Ross's place where they keep the Winter Soldier is one of my favorite in the movie because it isn't. It isn't. It, it devolves into an argument because they are so on so such different sides of the issue. But it's an argument like we're having right now. It just. There's like, but but what what adds to it is Tony's just desperate for his friends not to get in trouble. That's what I love about that scene. Yeah, they disagree, but he just he's just desperate not to see Cap and Fal. Well, Falcon he doesn't know as well, but he doesn't want to see his friend get thrown into jail. He wants him to sign. He wants to make it legit. He's trying. Like when Steve gives him an inch, he gets so excited in that moment. He's like, "Yeah, we can make we're working out. We'll amend it. Whatever. Just sign the thing so you don't to get in me." Trouble. That sounded like double talk, political double talk. Like, yeah, sign your life in blood, and then yeah, we'll amend it later, bro. I think that's... <laughs> no, he's a good man. I know he's a good man. And then he mentions the thing about Wanda, and that is a sticking point, too. Because, yeah, that's the side of it where people don't trust the Scarlet Witch because she has these alter, you know, these reality warping Yeah, that is power. another sticking point, that keeping um, her on house arrest is fucked up. Because even when she did that, she, could, she potentially stopped a bombing. And this brings me right to the core of the whole problem. She stopped a, a bomb that could have potentially blown up ten times more people. You know what I mean? And then, oh, but a, but there was some collateral damage on that building. A couple people got hurt. A couple people were hospitalized. It's like, but oh, but she, now she should be on house arrest. And Vision agrees, and he's locking her down. And I mean, it's just like, damn, dude. See, I feel like I'm playing devil's advocate a lot here. I I, I was team cap going in. I, I, I see yeah, both sides, I but I want to defend Iron Man's side because I think he has a side. And, you know... Yeah, but it also that scene also shows that she doesn't have full control over her powers and that she could be dangerous and people would fear you that. You mean putting That's... vision in the floor? Was was what proves that? No, no, the bomb going off. She like throws it into the air but then loses control of her hold on it and it blows up. Yeah. I mean that was she even her feels powers it as an didn't effort. hurt anything though. But her yeah, failure to world... control her powers are what hurt. I guess. 
She even feels guilt over well, it. And you also can't bring, deny that. But Cap, too, because he could have disabled it before. It was, you remember Cross? Yeah, yeah he says, calls that out. Right. The world is blaming her. Right. The right. world is scared of Scarlet Witch to an extent because she has these great powers, but she doesn't have a full handle on them. Yeah. Now, should she have her. been under a house arrest? Yeah. No, I love Scarlet Witch too. I, I liked her in the last movie, so I was happy to see her back. But that's kind of where it is, where it's a matter of they have both sides. Yes, I agree more with Cap because they're the. <laughs> again, that's I don't that even agree world. more with Cap. I think there's no case. I mean, I think it's absolutely 100. I think the only case you could possibly make is Tony Stark's coming from a vulnerable position of almost having destroyed the world. But quite fucking frankly, like, there, other than that, there's no argument. Like,. I mean, there's just no argument. They I saved mean, I'm millions of lives. I the argument if you they just want to deny mil- it. They saved mi- Oh, no, I hear the argument. I just think it, it just has... I mean, here's a bucket, and it has three holes in it. Is that a bucket that holds water? If the you Avengers know what I mean? were, real, should, were real, would you want... Like, knowing that they have the powers they do, wouldn't you want them to have oversight? I don't know. It depends on who's oversighting it. You know what I mean? It depends on how much you can trust them, and can you trust them? And second That's of all, the thing! Here, okay, I'll give you the answer, then. Here's my answer. Have I seen... What the Avengers have done in the past, like everybody in the world has, yes. Have I seen how many lives they saved? You saw Tony Stark create a killer AI that almost blew up the planet. Okay, well then fucking put Tony Stark in check. Fuck him. You know what <laughs> that, I mean? That was a meme that went around. But, but Cap? He's Mr. Altruism. He, he's, there's nothing, he doesn't have a, a bad bone in his body and everyone in the world knows it. I think there's also the element of those videos that Ross shows off show a lot of collateral damage that does happen. And what I think the Scarlet Witch bombing shows is that all it takes is one major slip-up of something that they do to cause a serious issue that maybe wouldn't have happened otherwise. And yes, yes, more people would have died. I'm not arguing that. Obviously, Ultron would have extinctioned the human and race. Even while, and even while they were having this peace accord, uh, and instead of fighting fucking bad dudes... They fucking had another explosion there that they weren't there to fucking take care of because they're having this fucking peace accord. I mean, that's a very minor argument, but, I mean, there's... I mean, they couldn't have done anything. The explosion was just going to happen. No, it's that's true. Like... That's true. But, I mean, it's just... I mean, there's there's shit that the superhero... In this universe that's been created in all these movies, there's shit that needs to be handled. And the, and the fucking Avengers handle it really well. They always have. And it's just like... Oh, all of a sudden they roll up and they're like, yeah, so uh, look at this body count here. And yeah, the 26 is really lame, and even if it weren't there. I mean, it's like, come on. It's just, I'm putting people in, in podcast land, I'm doing the scale with my hands, and one side of the scale is drastically higher than the other. just is. Anyway, I just don't. I just it's don't a buy Captain the America argument. movie, so I'm not, obviously you're Yeah, they want to make him with yeah, Captain America, right, right. look. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, look, I think the central conflict works. I think it works right, well, yeah. and I think... Even even leading into the airport fight, it is a sense of he's desperate not to see this happen to his friends. It's why he begs Ross, "Don't go kill our friends. Let us bring them in." Couldn't they? It's have, why he begs yeah. them to turn themselves in at the airport. Couldn't he have done that? Couldn't the whole movie have been, but just without Iron Man rolling up and 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 like having the truce right before Baron Zemo pulls his shit. And, like, couldn't that have just not happened, that little truce? Just so there wasn't one more little rubber band. Call it arguments, call it disagreements, call it whatever you want. But did he really have to roll up and have that fuzzy session and then Baron Zemo fuck it up worse? Couldn't he just come there and Baron Zemo say, this has been my plan all along, see what I've done to you guys, I've torn you apart, and I'm going to do it further. Play the video, and then Iron Man's like, and then, I don't think that plays as well. I think there needs to be a sense of them... F- you that hope of reconciliation because at yeah. no point does Tony really want to hurt and kill his friends right. until he finds out Winter Soldier kills killed his parents, um, and again, which is not even fucking worse. Which shows that he's the only one out of control of anybody. Anyway, 
right. I don't know, but again, like uh, like Jordan said, like they're not best buds again. There's obviously scars in their relationship and wounds that can't be undone. But I think you're yeah, because and that's what I like. But there's still that hey, I still got your back. Like I mean, yeah, this was bad, but we're gonna make and pull through it. But you know, and so yeah, things won't be the same from here on. But that doesn't mean I think. Yeah, I think yeah, ultimately you're, you're reading that scene as like a full reconciliation. Why does the letter make it all better or make it somewhat better there at it the end? No, it I doesn't. Know, I, I misspoke. I'm changing it. No, right, yeah. Why does that letter, like, why does he even want to read it as angry as he was? He was going for their throat. He was going well, to that was them. a passion in the moment type of thing. All right. I Look, mean, I don't even think he's going like, well, to. I don't think we that can letter get to talk into the next move. We'll, we'll talk about the ending, but I, I think you're overreading that as like a full forgiveness scene and when he shows up. Yeah, at the no, base. it's, it's not, more it's a. a we're going to call a truce, we're going to take care of Zemo, and then we'll figure out the rest of it. Because, you know, at that point, it was illegal, they were criminals, so putting them in the raft might suck, but With everything they were criminals they, at that point. They know that this isn't the last time the Earth will need the Avengers. They're only criminals because of the this new accord, which wasn't even signed by everybody. I mean, it... Uh, it was signed by countries of the world, so it became, you know, essentially world law. Yeah. I thought it was blown up before the signing could happen. No, the signing all, I think, happened... I'm pretty sure it's the sign. That was more a okay. ceremony. It's in effect. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because um, Natasha, like, she even calls out that a bunch of them had already signed. Um, but uh, I, getting away, I think I think a big problem for you is that 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 the big reveal at the end didn't work for you, and right. that didn't feed into a, a like to me the ending is like easily the emo- one of the emotional high points of the entire Absolutely. MCU. Yeah. Just what the way is- that the whole the whole the him watching the video, the breakdown between them, the brutality of the fight. That moment where See, he I says, love the fight. The moment, the moment where he fight. tells yeah, Cap was, he doesn't. I thought serve. it was emotional. It was intimate. It was exactly. It was what brutal. I they were genius. going to kill each yeah. other, or well, Tony was going to kill someone. Winter Soldier was definitely willing to kill someone, um, and Cap was doing his best to stop it. And just that moment after he fl- slams the shield, where he's like, "You don't deserve that shield. My father made it." And that's a great. You essentially, made his yeah. fa- you're pardoning his father's killer. I fully agree. And he ditches that's the true. shield. I mean, it's like that's a heart wrenching scene. All oh, that shit's good. I totally agree with all that part. I totally like that part. I just didn't like Zemo and that whole reveal and all that shit. I think it could have. I, I just if there'd been a better conduit to getting to the fact that Winter Soldier killed his dad, it could it could have happened. I don't know. I just, I just didn't. I, I just. What would have been a better? I, I have to think about. it. I just saw it four hours ago. Yeah. I think there is a matter of they had to do a misdirect because people have already been assuming that Bucky probably killed his father after mm-hmm. the Winter Soldier. They, you know, uh, Arnim Zola basically says, "Yeah, Hydra killed uh, your Tony's parents," and it was probably Winter Soldier. They never say that out loud, but it's one of those assumptions you just make when he's yeah. their official hitman. Um. And so the way it played out here was, I thought, well done. Yeah. Um, and as far as the central conflict, uh, well, let's get away from that main plot point. Let's talk... Let's talk about the trappings. Let's talk about the trappings. I like the opening... I like all the action scenes, really. I the like the opening fight. Um, it was nice to see Crossbones, even if they killed him, like, really fast, which was kind of a bummer. But it seems to you they can always bring him back at something. Sure, I feel like he's pretty dead. Well, yeah, he's pretty fucking dead, and, and also not that important to bring back. But I hear you, they could. Yeah. Um, what I think is, is cool about that is, I mean, they had to take somebody who was semi-important for that scene, um, because if, if something bad like that's going to happen, like, you want it to be like, I don't know... You want it to be in service of taking out, like, a bad villain. You know what I mean? So it, it kind of makes sense. I don't know. What, oh, the dog is doing some fun stuff here. 
Hey, uh, Pandy is our unofficial fourth member of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but no, that that scene was that scene was really good. That fight was, it was really a great. Good. Opening it showed the new Avengers working together. A little weird, weird that War Machine wasn't there, um, and Vision. But uh, I, I really like that opening fight. I thought it did a good job of setting up what the new Avengers were like, and it leads into that first accidental explosion. Right, right. Um, Among many many accidental buildings getting blown up. Yeah, yeah. So. Which one next to discuss? Let's see. Well, let's talk about... Why don't we talk about the big fight? Because that one's really fun to talk about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, what did you guys think of that? Oh, I thought it was excellent. I mean, like, It's the best oh, well, superhero fight scene ever made. It was, the per- so. it was the perfect culmination of just fun and also... I mean, it, there was some... I mean, well, the ending was the more emotional one, but... Um, but, yeah, it was... I just love how well thought out it was. I mean... The build up to the giant man reveal was awesome. That was a great. Um, so now, to me, that was the the biggest reveal slash twist of the movie that I liked the best. That was awesome. Yeah, I yeah, loved yeah, that. Yeah, I was just like, oh my god. Yeah, they just did. They just dropped that right in the and middle of the movie that a lot of people didn't led, even know he was in. Right, and it, it led to an Empire Strikes Back reference. Which is uh, it's unfortunate that the giant man stuff was so consistently spoiled by the toys before the release yeah, of the movie. Sure, but yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. yeah, so that made it really awesome for yeah. me. Yeah, that's one of those things where we, I, you know, I obsessively see MCU shit, so yeah. I, I, I have. But I was excited that they never showed him in the trailers. At right. All. Um, I, I liked Black. I, I, everyone in that fight gets a cool moment, gets cool stuff, yes. and that's where I go back to the idea that it's not an Avengers movie because Hawkeye just shows up for the fight. You know, Ant Man just shows up for the fight. Spider Man just shows up no, for the fight. No, Hawkeye. Hawkeye shows up. Uh, he shows up to get someone. For he the fight. shows up to get her out. He, he, he does the thing, a really cool thing with the vision, with an explosion to, to, to do first. Then he does the tripwire thing. Then he gets her out of there. They have that whole scene. Then they have the thing. They have a couple conversations where he's talking about his wife and leaving. At least twice that happens. There's, drama, there's emotion there. There's also uh, him in that fight, you know, as much as anybody in that fight. And then there's him in the jail, making a bit, has a big speech in the jail or a mini speech, whatever. I mean, he's in it. He, okay, he's in it, but he's in it like Spider-Man's in it. Let's not build I Hawkeye than, I think more than Spider-Man, but I hear He's you. about in as much as... Spider-Man has a whole, like, five, ten-minute scene with Tony Stark that's great. Look, I'm... Hawkeye's not... A, like, you could lift Hawkeye out of this movie as easily as you could Spider-Man. Yeah, probably. Or Ant-Man. I mean, yeah, you, can, you, you could. Least, you could. It would lose something, though. Well, sure. Yeah. Hawkeye is fun to have around. Yeah. You know, as Brenner calls him, a utility character. He just kind of can pop into other people's movies. Is that what he calls him? Yeah, because well, like, he doesn't very... want a Hawkeye solo film, really. Because you know, he's doing other shit. Yeah. Um, I was surprised no one died. Yeah. Like they didn't kill. Off they paralyzed time. someone. I think they're saving they... the big death for the next for Infinity War, for Infinity yeah. War yeah, yeah. Yeah. which is going to be Cap. Maybe. I think someone now. See, well, well. We'll talk about what's happening next time here at the end, because I think there's another way they can structure it now, given the ending of this movie. Um, what I think is great about... Let me just take a second. Um, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, and uh, oh, yeah. inside of about <laughs> a minute, Tom Holland oh, won my heart over completely. Um, now, you, now, now, I want to get real real with this. I thought he was great, too. You did, too. I think probably the consensus is he did great. Yeah. How... You have seen, you've read almost everything Spider-Man that's ever been published, pretty much. I'd say 75% of everything ever published, including some of the newspaper strips. You're hardcore. That's to be said. You've seen every movie. You've read almost every article about it. So do you think it was, how much of it was like you were expecting it to be great? And then, like, what I'm saying is he did turn out to be great. But, like, do you think he was as good as you were hoping he'd be? Or was he better than you were hoping he'd be? Like, how did your expectations meet I had nothing to go with. Okay. So, I mean, that was great. 
uh, because there was literally nothing. I mean, you can't really take much from the one little like drop-in scene he had in the trailer, or the one other shot hey, they guys. had from the uh, from the from the uh, TV spot where he catches Winter Soldier's arm. But even those small scenes felt like Spider-Man. Um, the suit was fantastic. Mm. I mean, it's I, that's hands down know the you best. That suit. It's the best Spider-Man on film suit by far. The eyes are animated through lenses, which is awesome. It has the big tick looking spider on the back. The spider is both a spider and a man on his chest. There's, there's so much to love about it, but he just blew me away. And you have to remember, it's not like the last Spider-Man was that long ago. I mean, I went no. into Andrew Garfield thinking I like he did Andrew better Garfield. than Tobey Maguire, but but Tom Holland just was next level, captures the young Peter Parker since. I, perfectly. I mean, he's stellar. He's hilarious in that entire scene. He rocks that scene between him and Tony Stark. And I've read a lot about how Robert Downey Jr. really took him under his wing, and they worked really hard to nail that scene and make they it as, yeah. as proper an introduction as they could. Um, That's awesome. I think it seems like just beginning to work with Tom Holland to do the Peter Parker stuff seems to have re- been another thing that's reinvigorated Robert Downey Jr.'s interest in staying in the MCU because he's going to be in, Peter- in Spider-Man next year. Um, I, I really couldn't ask for more. Uh, Spider-Man was pretty much perfect in this movie. Yeah, especially he, considering his late entrance to the production or whatever. So, like, considering that factor, it's even more impressive how yeah. good it fits. I mean, again, he's a character that easily lifts out of the movie if they hadn't been able to no, get Let me it. ask you this. Do you think that that movie had the part where they said, boy, our teams are getting kind of light here before Peter Parker or not? Because they did go get other people. But do you think that there was someone else that was going to be there? Or do you think that they just wouldn't have had a guy there? Or how do you think, because it was so seamless, how do you think they did it? Do you think they added an extra person to the other side? Maybe Hawkeye got added to balance it? Like, what do you think? I mean, I don't know what the exact breakdown would be. I'm just I just your opinion. Um, I don't know. Because it was so seamless. It's they tr- both went to get auxiliary members. Yeah, it was a know? great It was a great duel. I like the way those scenes played out side by side for a little bit there. I think it was a great, let's build the rosters moment. Yeah. Um... Overall, I, I just, I, I think he, he, they probably would have had that conversation, mentioning the Hulk, maybe they would have mentioned a little more about Thor, maybe we would have gotten a scene of, like, them recruiting, well, that we kind of did with the T'Challa, with her showing up at his limo, but mm-hmm. we might have gotten a bigger Black Panther scene there instead. I see. Um, there are ways to write around that. I think, you know, I love what we got. I loved Peter Parker so much. I love the way they set up his character. I was just thinking to myself when I was watching the movie, knowing, like you mentioned, Kevin, how Jordan just loves it and it gets, like, giddy about it. Um, I was bouncing when, in my seat when they when Queens popped that's up That's what screen. I was going to say. I was picturing <laughs> Jordan in that scene with the book bag. Yeah, and you, yeah. you see, and I was like, I bet you Jordan was freaking out at this moment. Yeah, I really that's was. What you I, you beat me to it, man. Because there were some people in the back who didn't realize what was going on. And I was like... Yeah, we are in Spider-Man territory yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and I also really liked, uh, the, really, really liked the way that in that fight, the best superhero fight ever in your guys' estimation, or at least Jordan said it. Um, I mean, not the best, but up there. Yeah, it's it's not the best for me either. I'd have to I'd have to look at them all. It might be, but it was very good. <laughs> um, but the the way that they were having fun and fighting at the same time. All of them. Yes, it yeah. was like the well, exact the, opposite of. Well, it depends on who you look at. That was the thing about the whole. No, you're right. Some of was, them were a little more intense. Vision was like Vision was mean mugging the shit out of everybody in that scene. Maybe so, maybe so. But there was a lot of levity Sorry, in that. No. There was a lot of ev- levity in that in that scene. A lot of it, and, well, and throughout the fight. And I'll tell you what, it took. I'm sorry, I was calling you out for BBS comparisons before. But if you think about the compar- direct comparison, oh, the severity, the non humor in those fights. Versus this one is just a pure fun fest. Well, that was the entire movie for me. It was the perfect balance of fun and serious. Like, 
it had the ridiculous in there. It had the more like, oh, they're tackling some like uh, more serious themes for a superhero movie. There was good character drama. There was just total uh, humor. There was total, like it was really nuanced in every way. You know? Everyone was an equip machine, which was a problem with Ultron last year. I mean, a lot of people were pretty funny, but for the most part, you know, Vision was serious. His humor was more unintentionally sure, sure, sure. there. Um, Winter Soldier was, of course, pretty uh, straight mean for the sure, sure. <laughs> that's his character and i just yeah i liked all the interplay there um the one thing i wanted to call out was uh it was a small part but i love the dynamic between falcon and winter soldier <laughs> like just the way they were like the way if you ever have that two best fun. friends meet and they don't like each other that was i didn't even notice it just that's the way, funny the way falcon was like where, where winter soldier was like can you move your seat up and Falcon was like no oh i didn't get that was why and then the scene where he oh goes, that's so much better and then oh, when sorry, he red yelling. wings uh, Spider-Man and Winter Soldier's like you couldn't have done that earlier and Falcon's just like I hate you and they, there's just that oh dynamic that's of like, awesome I didn't know that yeah they just because that is like true when two best friends meet sometimes I love that that's awesome um, but then they also have that moment with, with another great moment when Steve kisses Sharon and it just cuts to the two of them being like yeah I thought was, it could have been even played that better was awesome. but but yeah um, that's another thing uh, it, may, it may happen in the comic books but it just in the way that they, that he has so much reverence for her and her mm-hmm. funeral just happened, and he's hooking up with her freaking niece. Look, he didn't Dude, know, brah. That's the thing. They, brah. He's, he's gotten to know her over two years. Yeah, it that's seems the other like thing. so. It's not like. Oh, he are you guys it. really saying it doesn't come across at all creepy? Oh no, it comes across as creepy. Yeah, yeah but, <laughs> not denying there's a creepy but, I mean, factor to it. I kind of expect gavel case happen, closed. Yeah. It's creepy, <laughs> but sometimes you can become attracted to different people. You can, it's, and and let's and look, you're alive now. You didn't get to be with her when she was her really mm-hmm. hot self. Mm-hmm. Now you get to be with her hot niece. Hey, man, win win. And cool, she probably whatever. she knew that he had a probably at this point knew he had a crush on her before she, he knew she was her niece. It wasn't that. Like I think that's what it was. Again, they may I, I have been going for that, but I didn't get that. That's fair. I'm maybe giving the movie a little bit, but yeah. Well, no, there's a lot of this stuff. So I will. Ha- I do have to say though that a lot of the stuff that you brought to the movie, Jordan, and and maybe you, Kevin, too, is like you understand. You you really dig in so deeply that like you like everything they do. You know exactly why they did it. You know what I mean? And so I'm bringing a little more of the naivete of like, what if you didn't? You well, know that's what okay. I mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, I've seen all the Marvel movies except for all of Thor 2. I've seen some of Thor 2. Yeah. I've seen all the other ones, many of them twice or three times. Mm-hmm. So I love these movies, but I don't have the same like attention to detail level that you guys yeah. have. Um, I have one last point I wanted to make before we get to the ending, because I know we're running, getting yeah. close to two hours here. But yeah. uh, we talked about Black Panther a lot, how great he was. Oh, he's so good. What did um, you think of Black Panther? I love Black Panther. I thought T'Challa was just immediately engaging. Yeah. Um, the scene with his he, play, he plays the balance really well of, of of angry and then like I totally bought it when he got unangry not unangry but when he got a, like he he found peace when he decided to yeah, let his go arc of in the movie is great I think something they do great throughout the whole film is giving even small moments great emotional resonance like the you know the scene between Wanda and Vision the scene between T'Challa and his father when they're speaking you know in what the Wakandan language because I know it's a real African language they use right, right. they play it as Wakandan and just even that brief moment of father-son connection between them really set it up to be an emotional gut punch yeah. when his father gets killed. Right, right. Um, See, I didn't sets... feel that at all. I didn't feel the, the father getting killed gut punch. I didn't, th- I didn't think they played that well. Oh, really? But I hear uh, you. I hear you. I mean, I, I thought they played their relationship well, but the, his father dying, I didn't. it didn't hit, resonate with me. But that's just me. It could just be me. 
Yeah, um, I thought it worked. I thought it set up his arc really well. and uh, I thought he himself set up his arc really well. Just being really good at saying, here's the mantle that's been laid on me. I have two jobs to do, both as a king. I love the way he put that, too. Both as a king and as the warrior, you know? And, yeah. and, and on both levels, here, what are you going to do to stop me from killing him? And he goes from that to the guy that pardons somebody later who's a horrible monster. And and that's just such a good arc. That's the arc I've been talking about when I say I love him. Well, pardon's a strong word. He, he makes sure he gets arrested. He yeah, which is almost him. worse for him. Yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely Zemo worse. Zemo was going to take it, dude. I certainly wouldn't want... Uh, of course, the... Zemo got what he wanted because he does blow up the Avengers. And so the movie is... And, and, that is, and that is cool when he says that. At the end, he's like, did I? And I love the way they kept it like that. Instead of him saying something really obvious like... Uh, if you make God bleed, yeah, or people will stop believing. Right, right, oh. or 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 uh, um, you say I, you say I, um, you say I failed. I say the Avengers are no more, or something like that. You know what I mean? It didn't yeah. go there. He just said, "Are they?" and yeah. left it, you know, up to interpretation. Really right. nice, yeah. nice um, And so this is where I kind of go to that. Where are things going next? Um, Iron Man's obviously going to show up in Spider Man next year, and there's a government sanctioned Avengers team who can kind of do their thing. Uh, I feel like I'm, now my big thing that I'm curious about with that first post credit scene is do does Cap and the other people show up in Black Panther now? I mean, is that the movie that they? Well, it I don't does know if that's a necessity, but it might. Yeah. I would see cameos. I don't know if sure, they play sure. big. It doesn't roles, make but... sense. Well, here's the thing to me: if that's not where they're going, it doesn't make. He could have stuck. I mean, I guess they wanted to put a uh, what do they call it when they when they like go back to a character? They call it a um, put a pin in it. Yeah, well, yeah, sort of. There's another word for it, but yeah, well, they they did just uh, yeah, they they wanted to have like a, a callback or a, or a final like uh, scene with T'Chanka or T'Challa, um, and 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 really like close off that arc in a good way. And I said, and that was like the way they seemed to have done that. Yeah. So this scene serves both purposes instead of just serving one of showing what what the current fate of the Winter Soldier is. However, it does sort of make it weird if if and when we do get to the Black Panther, we're in. Uh, his home country, and there's no Winter Soldier there, it's going to be a little weird. Or, if... I mean, they could, what I'm saying is they could have put the Winter Soldier anywhere. It could have been in any facility, anywhere, anytime. Mm-hmm. And the way, and they even set up the potential conflict of, you know, they're going to come for him. You know what I mean? It's like, does he mean Hydra? Does he mean... Uh, I mean the world government. World government? You know, you don't know. No, I think it's pretty clearly Everett Ross's, like, forces... Um, and part of that is knowing that Everett Ross is a Black Panther character, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him. That's also where I'm like, maybe they are setting that up. It does seem that way, now that you tell me that, which I didn't know. But what I see it more as, I can see them doing a scene where it's like, Black Panther is a king, and there's probably going to be a lot of political... It's probably going to be a more politically driven film. Good, yeah. And if he is harboring fugitives, it's pro- they'll probably have a scene of like, no, I need you guys to stay hidden. Mm-hmm. I need th- this... It's going to be his fight. Maybe it'll go a little global, but it'll be Wakandan, but the Avengers just can't help because then that just creates more of a problem. And you can have that scene. Because um, I really don't see them coming back in a big way till the beginning of Avengers Infinity War. And when this, is that movie? Uh, 2018. What's next year? Uh, so coming yeah, up, yeah. yeah, it's Doctor Strange, then... No, that's well, this that's, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Doctor Strange, then it's Guardians 2. Guardians um, 2 is what? May of next year, July of next year is Spider-Man, and November of next year Thor. is Thor. Boy, they then got... Then Black Panther. Boy, they got Spider-Man up quick. Well, that movie next was... Next year? year? That one's starting filming. Well, the deal soon. got announced last, what, January or something Yeah, like something that, around yeah. there. Um, and Two. so... The yeah, way, well, they were just like, man, we're getting. They made Ant. I mean, they like, made Ant Man pretty fast because they went they they, had to. What are you talking about? They made Ant Man was fifteen well, years well, in the once, making. Once well, they had the director. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, after Edgar Wright dropped out, I mean, and they I got see. It, you know, 
as I far see. as shooting and everything. Um, I guess. The final. Yeah, I, I hear he does. Uh, so I, I think the movie ending sets up, yeah, I mean, the Avengers are broken right now. And what I see happening is I do think someone dies, but I don't think it'll be anyone from Cap's team. I think someone on Iron Man's team is going to die in that movie, and that's what's going to get him to call Cap in. You know, there's going to be some world-ending threat that is just beyond their... I think it's just going to be a world-ending Infinity War battle, and he's going to just need Cap and his crew. Well, they've been very upfront lately about them being two very different movies. And the other reason I think that's going to play even more is because there's an Ant-Man sequel coming out between those two films, and you... Ant-Man's kind of a fugitive from justice right now in a big way. So mm. I think there's got to be like a resolve because then you have two more movies between Avengers 3 and Avengers 4. So it seems like they really are going to be two separate movies. What, is, set up. what are the two? It's Ant-Man and... Uh, there's Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel both come out in that interim. And they, they basically... Captain Marvel? Yeah, they basically let they it slip. That one up. Yeah, it got pushed up when Spider-Man got announced. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Or pushed it back. Um, oh, pushed back? Yeah, it moved. It's yeah, been it pushed back twice. Up, yeah. Now. Where is it now? Uh, I think In summer of. Two, so. I, no, May. I think it's no, no. It's like February of 2019. Yeah. Wait, but so that's how far out Infinity Two is going to be, like 2019. Yeah. 2019 or 2020. Yeah, something like that. Oh, see, I thought it was going to. Okay, that's a long wait. For, yeah, for the, for the second part of that movie. Yeah. Yeah, there is a significant, but yeah, it's not like because that, that year is Black that. Panther, Avengers. Yeah. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp in 2018. Those are the three films that year. And so I see it being a case of, because they basically let slip that Captain Marvel is going to be in Avengers Part 3. So that'll be a lot of setting up these characters, giving them solo movies, and then I, I could almost see it like Thanos being heralded almost at the end of Avengers or You mean Avengers Part 3, 3, not Avengers Part 4. Yeah, and Avengers Part 4 will be like the big beat down bro i don't know i mean there's a lot that's up in the air right now and it's an interesting time in the universe because so many things are up in the air um and how are the numbers uh really good so far i think they've already made 250 million i want to say uh, i'm not entirely sure on that i end. will say this about this movie i'm um, sorry to be jumping around here but i will say um for a movie about nothing but or ostensibly about nothing but superheroes fighting it didn't I mean, obviously, there were little nitpick things that you know that could that my nitpicks. Some of my nitpickier things could stem from my lack of liking superheroes fighting. However, as an overall thing, it didn't irritate me almost at all. When usually superhero fighting shit drives me up the wall, so I would say they did it really well, not to not annoy me that much, like just to handle that it wasn't so BVSy. Anyway. No, it's a much more emotionally resident, enjoyable film. Uh, it's currently saying three hundred and sixty-six million. Nice. So nice. Uh, so yeah. overall, uh, final final thoughts. What's yours, Kevin? What, uh, final what, thoughts. What, what's your just your overall? Yeah, on, on this, on the future. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. I mean, you gonna go again? Um, what? You gonna go again? I will. Oh yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. That's the thing. And that's the other thing. Like, it's been a while since I, I've really wanted to see a superhero movie twice, and this is definitely one I want to just because. I mean, it was entertaining, it was engaging, it had everything I wanted to wanted it to have, the character drama, um, sort of a blend of psychological thriller and superhero movie. Um, I like that, you know, the setups weren't forced, they were they came naturally. Um, as far as future of the universe, um, I mean, yeah, it's you know, they've handled the MCU um well overall for this long. I mean, I don't feel like can't go on but um yeah i mean i'm excited that they've been varying it up a little more with you know this doesn't 
just because there were, you know, darker things that happened in this one doesn't mean that it's a bleak future by any means for the MCU because we've got Spider-Man, we've got Guardians 2. All these ones coming out, they're going to have a lighter tone to them, so... Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp, yeah, exactly. Although that might get a little darker than the original Ant-Man, but... Maybe a little, but still retain that comedic value. Um, So that's an exciting part, so... Um, So yeah, I mean, you know, I think they've... um, Because there have definitely been some mediocre MCU movies, and um, this took things up a notch, because Avengers 2 was very, you know, like, bland to me, and I think to a lot of people... Um, so I'm glad that they fixed a lot of those problems, and yeah, it's gotten me excited for things to come. Nice. Awesome. I do have one little parting thought I wanted to say. Um, my overall feelings about the movie going forward are what's new is new again. Um, that's a good summation for me, because what I liked the most about this movie was everything new in it. I love Scarlet Witch because I hadn't seen much of her. She felt fresh to me. Yeah. Obviously the vision. Um, but especially the two new characters. And that, I mean, what better could a movie do than leave you thinking, I'm cool with the old guys, but boy, I like the new guys even better. Yeah. So that's a huge, that is a huge positive. So going forward, I am bright-eyed and bushy-tailed to see Spider-Man, to see Black Panther. Um, I love those characters. And I just, now the flip side of that, of course, is I'm getting a little tired of of Cap and Iron Man. Not that they wore on me, or or I was sick of them, but I'm getting to there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm getting there. So I mean, that's going to happen. It's running its course. So yeah. It's running its course. And, and in a good way, because there does need to be a new class eventually. And there right. will be a new class eventually. Right. So to me, all this new blood is really helping me uh, stay excited. So. Uh, and for me, um, I, I disagree with that. I found, while I love the Spider-Man scenes like, like crazy, um, I found the two best scenes in the movie were there's the, the, the Cap and uh, Steve talking in the office scene and or Cap and Steve, Cap and Tony talking yeah. in the off scene, and, and the, the emotional and the, drive of that final fight shield. between all three, the shield mm-hmm. moment, everything about it. That fight was fucking. Phenomenal. It was a summation of conflict that's been between the two since they first met in Avengers. Mm-hmm. Since before that, like Tony mentions, hearing about Steve Rogers that all was his a life. Cool too, yeah. Um, it that was good. That was good. You're right. It resonated like crazy. I thought it was emotionally satisfying, action packed, mm-hmm. comedically strong. Um, the first time I watched it, I was loving everything that was happening, and the second time, I was constantly excited about the scenes I was in, and mm-hmm. excited for what came next, and I want to see it a third time, and, you know, they made what was my favorite superhero movie, and I like to give these things time, but that's it's what I was, hard that's not what I was to just say. say, I think this is my favorite superhero movie of all time. It is I would not put it that high, but it, but it was up there. I think it's... You easy. like this more than Winter Soldier, you're thinking right now. I think so. I think it does things at emotional levels oh my that work God, better. No, really. I I like the characters so much. I love everything that happens. The new stuff is oh, great. Man. The old characters are strong, and it just resonates so much. I want to see it a third time in theaters, and I never do that. It's yeah. it's it is the I think the greatest superhero fight of all time. One of the best comic book movie achievements of all time to have this many characters and use them the right amounts, and um, I I just think it is the sort of movie where. I, I, I don't have many problems with it, and the problems I do have are very, very minor things that don't bother me. Um, I'd easily give this a 9.510 um, in my estimation. Yeah, it was a solid 9, yeah. Um, and you guys know my 7.58. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, um, that's that's interesting. I just, I'm just i blown away by that hyperbole. 
the conflicts work for me. I liked Zemo for what his role was. I don't think he needed to be big or that well. I thought the you emotional know what conflicts Zemo reminds worked. Me, reminded me of in this movie hmm. the pock face guy in the other thing uh, in uh, the family. I'm a smack you. <laughs> he reminded me of the pock face guy before we knew what the fuck he was doing there. <laughs> Throughout most of this I movie. liked his mystery. I liked. I just liked everything about this movie, and I liked the philosophical debate. And I don't know. Um, I think it's just an achievement. Uh, I think it is the best MCU has to offer as far as the big blockbuster movies. And I'm I'm excited to see what the Russos do with Avengers mm-hmm. now. So, I mean, I already was, but now I have full faith in whatever they are able to turn so out next. What year, is the, the consensus? Because uh, you read all the critical stuff. What's the consensus? Because I know IGN was like, it's good, not as good as other things, though. You know, that's that's a general pull. Um, Rotten Tomatoes it currently has one of the highest scores. Um, and, you know, I think you either buy in or not. And I've seen people who don't buy in, and I think that's fine. Yeah. Um, I fair. think it's a much more polarizing movie than Winter Soldier was. I think everyone kind of just agrees that Winter Soldier is stellar. Um, and it's not the most accessible, obviously. I think a lot of other MCU movies are easier to watch. You can't really watch this movie without watching the other cat movies or the other characters in some capacity. Or at least Iron Man's films. But... I love watching those movies again and again. I watched all the Cap movies before going to see it on Thursday. So, you know, I'm I'm fully in the MCU, and I thought this movie was just a great culmination. So, uh, yeah. Just get Rotten Tomatoes, 91% critic score, 92% user score, critical consensus. Captain America Civil War begins the next wave of Marvel movies with an action-packed superhero blockbuster boasting a decidedly non-cartoonish plot. And the courage to explore thought-provoking themes. Okay, Run Biz is the best place. Where else? What is Metacritic saying? Seventy-five on Metacritic. Okay, which is solid. I think that shows the split. Yeah, the superior Metacritic, but I know people like Rotten Tomatoes, even though it's bad. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyway, it's just it's just everything. Yeah, it just it just it's just off. It's a pass/fail metric based on a sixty. You know, it's a yeah yeah. It's strange. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that it was that way. Yeah, that's so, why. That's why it's either rotten as shit or glowingly. Green, yeah, if a bunch right? of people give a movie fifties, it's a zero film on Rotten. Tomatoes. Right. Uh, but anyway, that we don't need to get into Rotten Tomatoes. Weird. I think it's interesting. It yeah. is a movie podcast, but yeah, um, uh, we could talk about metrics and how and, and where. You know, it might be a fun web, a fun episode to do. Now that you said that, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> just to be a contrarian and, and play into my my role here. No, I'm just kidding. That's not that's not my vibe. But um, maybe tonight a little bit. But um, we should maybe do an episode where we talk about where else we go on the internet, or at least maybe a segment. Talk about like what we that. like to read and why and what like makes it good. I'm not saying that would be bad. I'm just saying we're wrapping up now. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's a whole discussion. You know me and the not being able to wrap anything up. Cool. Anyway. But this has been Civil oh, War. This has been, what a good conversation. Yes. All, uh, movie even aside, boy, I had a great time talking about it with sure. you guys. So sure. that was cool, Absolutely. man. Yeah. Uh, so... And Pandy had fun, too. Pandy's <laughs> the dog who's standing right here. I wish you... Maybe we'll take a picture and put it on the But side. as always, you can find us at Facebook, uh, The Joy of Gaming Right Now. We're going to have a new social media page. It's it's inevitable. I might just change the name on that one. Uh, TheJoyOfGaming.com has all of our podcasts. And uh, Joy of Gaming, uh, or excuse me, The Joy of Geek uh, web presence. I've been working on it this weekend. Uh, it's coming. At The Joy of Game on Twitter. You can find me at IndigoMaster, E-N-D-I-G-O-M-A-S-T-E-R. Kevin Schaefer. You can find me on Twitter at KWSchaefer. That's at K-W-S-C-H-A-E-F. And, uh... You can find me at Rich Lapore on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, my, that's my special name. I'm not going to tell you guys where I got the name, but it's a cool one. So It's a good story for another time. Check us out. Uh, my parents gave it to me. Give right. us following, or follow us. Converse with us about the movie. Uh, tell us why you think we're right or wrong. Um, and yeah, 
Awesome. Uh, well, on that note, uh, I have been and will continue to be Rich Lepore. Jordan Alseca. Kevin Shaver. And we will all be back very, very soon. See you soon.